0: Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Okay, I don't know what. Whatever it is, it's not right on a teleprompter. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that. Okay. Now I can't read it. There's no, there's no words on it. There's no words there. I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, we'll do it live! Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! F***ing thing sucks! In five, four, three.
1: Welcome to Season 6, Episode 10 of Let's Go Blues Radio. My name is Kurt Price. My Twitter handle is at Kurt Price, and I'm here with my uh, co-host today, uh, Mr. Jeff Ponder, whose Twitter handle is at J Ponder ninety four. So, uh, give us a follow if you uh, if you need to increase your the people you follow because we have Twitter accounts that are semi worthy of following for Blues News. Would you say, Jeff? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> semi worthy. Yep. Uh, how are you tonight?
0: I'm good. Um, how are things over in Priceland?
1: Uh, it was good. Um, I'm, uh, I've been busy and, uh, with Christmas setting up decorations and getting the tree set up and the, the kids did most of the work though, but I did a lot of watching picture taking. Um, I, as every year I, I want to do more lights outside and, um, I kind of failed at that. I got like some, but not enough. According to my kids.
0: This is, uh, our first year in a house uh, since my wife and I have been together, and uh, yeah, I I, I won't I won't say I went crazy with it, but I definitely put up more lights than I thought I would. Um, this is how awesome my wife is. Uh, she came home one day from Target and had a uh, blow up Darth Vader with a candy cane. Nice. Yeah, so I'm pretty happy with that. So that's up in our front yard. Um, I oh man, putting up lights. My dad used to tell me. And this shows how much we listen to our parents. Uh, my dad used to tell me, "Before you put lights up, always test them." Right?
1: <laughs> you didn't, you I didn't test the lights before. I put up two strands, but oh, I didn't. I think test. think I, think I knew that when I was six. The you two. Know?
0: And I and, and yeah, one of them was out. Uh, not the whole thing, but like a section, uh, probably about five feet. And so I, uh, I you know, took them down. I I already had them up, and it was that night. My wife comes out and she goes, "Huh? There's a that strand's out right there." And I'm like, "What?" Oh, I was so mad. Next day, take them back to Target, get another strand. That one was out. Oh. Luckily, I didn't put it up first. Uh, So then I had to go back to Target a third time. Luckily, third time's a charm, and it worked. But uh, but yeah, I was very upset with myself. Very big rookie move, uh, not testing the lights before I put them up.
1: Yeah, that's not that's not a. That's not a smart thing to do, Jeff.
0: No, it's not. That was a. Uh, um,
1: you were not flexing your brain.
0: Trying to think of a bad rookie. Uh, Mark Rycroft. That was very Mark Rycroft of me.
1: Okay. The better Peter Sena of you.
0: Peter Sena. Okay. Well, he scored in his first game. I didn't even do against that. Against Patrick Roy, he did. Yeah, he did.
1: Patrick Roy. I, I, I played against a goalie whose name was Patrick Roy. Seriously? Mm-hmm.
0: Did he try to fight you? Did he beat his wife?
1: Uh, Nope. He did neither of the two, but we did beat him in the championship game, uh, one year. That's good. And, uh, there was a, there's a play in particular that, uh, I remember, uh, when I was playing against him, the, I was lining up for a face off, uh, in their zone and the other team was slow to line up. The referee got impatient. I'm lined up, ready to go. I said, I kind of said, drop it, drop it. He drops it. Guy's like five feet from the faceoff dot. He drops it. It was a good drop. Nice and flat. I just corralled it. Wrist shot. Upper glove. He's just standing there. Oh, <laughs> and the man. team was ready, and it counted.
0: Wow, very pretty, nice. Pretty funny. So, what was more awesome, that or your amazing shootout goal in the Ponder tournament?
1: The well, um, I'm going to throw three in there. What's more amazing, that one, the Ponder uh, tournament uh, shootout goal, or my shootout goal in college to beat Purdue for the first time in Cardinal history?
0: Wow. So that, that one. Was that a uh, winner? Was that the winning goal?
1: That uh, was the winning goal. Holy oh, cow. You've yeah.
0: you got two big game shootout winning goals in your yep. career. That's pretty impressive.
1: One to be the Big Ten school. I'm not going to toot my horn too much, but you know.
0: You got me beat by one. That's it.
1: <laughs> I actually, I've actually only taken three shootout uh, goals in my life, and I've scored in all three.
0: I've had two, and I've scored both.
1: Okay. Wow. That's pretty we much all I can do. So we we're are five for five. five together. Cool.
0: We should play on more teams together. We should. We should, and we should more get, more. Like
1: Happy Gilmore. get more shootouts. You shoot first, I'll shoot second. No, we're done. <laughs> we'll win. I like it. Uh, the uh, two of us tonight are live on Wednesday, December 6th, two, 2017. This is franchise episode number 113 all time. Sounds like a lot.
0: 113. That's, 113. Uh, that's Roman Turek plus Dan Hynote. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're at, we're in the yeah. two player category now it's pretty nice yeah yeah
1: the uh, uh 11 and three who's three gas off and uh sutter. and uh sutter yeah sutter and oh. gas off two retired so, numbers i like that better yeah that's yeah i agree if you want to send us a tweet send it to at lgb radio and we'll read it on the air if you would like to join us on the air live to talk some of the hockey's Go to letsgoblues.com slash radio and click on the join button uh, later on in the show. We'll let you know when that is available. Jeff, don't let me forget to do that. I, I have not, forgotten before. I have forgotten before.
0: You've forgotten many times. I have. I, I do do forget,
1: forget. Too. Sometimes um, we get toast dispatched, uh, sends us angry tweets. <laughs> I do
0: me? want to, uh, yes, they do. Uh, Jim Carrey funny tweets. Yes, yeah. That was a good one. Uh, but no, I, uh, I also want to voice on that. If you are listening right now, and you have an opinion about the St. Louis Blues, and chances are you do, uh, come on the show. I know that we've been getting, you know, you probably listen and say, oh, the drop's going to come on, Toast Dispatch is going to come on, Guy Guile, come on. Uh, we we want some variety. We want more people. Not saying those guys aren't welcome to come on anytime they want. We hope, we love having them on, but let's get some new voices in here. We haven't uh, had a new voice in a while.
1: I agree. you want me to open it up now or later?
0: Oh, let's do it later. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's get through the meat of the show. I, okay. yeah, hey, let's get some new voices on the show. But you can do it later.
1: Not until later. <laughs>
0: yeah, not until I say so.
1: Not, only when I say so. Only when I say. What's that from? What movie is that from?
0: I definitely have heard it. I don't know.
1: Only when I say so. Only uh, when I space say. Jam. Uh,
0: <laughs> uh, Terms of Endearment. No, no, uh, no. Casablanca.
1: No. Uh, Poltergeist.
0: Oh, okay. I was close.
1: The, uh, the Spirit Lady. Hmm. She was hot. No, Steven, not yet. Yeah, she was. <laughs> I haven't seen the movie forever, and I'm like, a quote's popping in my head.
0: I to say, I don't think I've seen Poltergeist since I was a kid. Fun fact, hmm. Poltergeist is the one movie that scared me as a child.
1: Nothing else? You know what, sc- uh, it scared me as a kid. The, um,
0: the, 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 every time I saw a movie w- or a, a, a channel with the static, I, uh, I freaked huh. out
1: as a kid. Okay. Uh, Kids nowadays wouldn't get that. You know, a lot of movies when you're a kid, you see them, horror movies, you're uh, you're impressionable as kids and you're scared scared easy and you see things, movies that are scary and you see them as adults you're like, I was scared of this when I was a kid. What? Uh, Children of the Corn when I was a kid scared the bejeebas out of me.
0: I never saw it, but that probably would have scared
1: me too. That diner scene where they stick the guy's hand in the meat grinder? Ugh. They lock the door and they kill all the parents in the diner.
0: I used to watch when I was like when six years old, I used to watch like Jason and Freddy Krueger with my brother, and it never bothered me. But for some reason, Poltergeist,
1: that you know was Jason, uh, I mean, he was kind of scary as a kid. Um, Freddy Krueger was more funny, I guess, a little yeah, scary. So too, was, actually. Yeah. But man, I'll tell you who was scary Michael Myers, Halloween. He was, man, they did an excellent job, especially in the first one, of just having him in the background. Just like the, the person be walking through is slowly, groggy, or was it the Jimmy Lee Curtis just in the, in the kitchen and the lights are out? They get him in the fridge and you see him in the background by the curtain, by the window, barely. Yep. Oh, so fantastic. They did a good job with that. Scared yeah. a Shiite Muslim out of you.
0: You know what else scared me as a child? Nick Kiprios.
1: <laughs> How old were you? How old were you? Where were you when, that, when Nick Kiprios did uh, uh, go on uh, Fjord's knee?
0: 96, right?
1: uh the uh
0: May
1: of right. 95, 95 96
0: was, wasn't it the gretzky year right yeah
1: okay so was 90,
0: 96
1: yeah i guess so uh,
0: um i don't remember exactly where it was but i was i'm guessing i was at home i remember watching the game with my dad and uh when that happened i remember my dad jumping up out of his seat and saying that sea sucker <laughs> uh, needs to be thrown out of the game. Tony Twist needs to rip his head off. And I mean, he was fuming. <laughs> and as a kid, you know, I was 11. Um, so, like, I, I knew what was going on, but I was like, oh, no, no, no. He's going to be fine. But when you watch the replay, and even now, I mean, obviously, you know what happened now. You're like, yeah, there's, there's no way that guy could have come back. I mean, he destroyed his knee.
1: I was at uh, Papa Murphy's, or uh, Papa John's in Carbondale. I was in college, and we were watching the game at the uh, Papa John's, and I saw that. Um, it, the the I played this clip last week for trivia as part of the uh, – the, that, that play was part of trivia. And uh, I think I made a comment that I didn't realize until I was looking it up and I listened to the play-by-play. To the play, those announcers had that completely wrong. They couldn't yeah. have any more wrong. They're awful, awful, either, either biased opinions or – or just ignorant opinion, because they they did not. I mean, they basically accused Pronger of of, of checking Kiprios on top of Fear, which was not the case whatsoever. He the other way. Yeah, he Pronger. If if he had actually went down in the in the direction Pronger checked him, he would have missed the goal completely. He would have like gotten outside the post. But he dove. He dove like forty five degrees back towards Fear.
0: Uh, I just got a tweet that my mic is very low, and it's hard to hear me. Is it?
1: Um, Let me turn you up.
0: Turn me up a little bit. I there you go. believe that I'm quiet. That never happens.
1: Maybe it's I'm too loud. That might be it. Am I too loud, Jeff? Can I? Am I too loud for you?
0: You sound wonderful to me. I did have to turn my microphone or my uh, volume down when you and I first started talking. So okay. maybe that is it. All right. Well. Well, guy, let us know how it goes. Uh, I know you're in the car listening. So uh, yeah, if you uh, uh, notice any other issues, please let us know, and that goes to everyone else too. But. Uh, yeah. Thank yeah, you, I, uh, yes, thank you, Guy. Um, no, I, uh, man, I think Bill said this the last time we discussed this play, but seeing Nick Kiprios during commentary, it still just yep. boils me. It makes me just furious that that guy is talking hockey, a guy who completely ruined a team's playoff chances, who... Could have ended the career of a very, very good Hall of Fame NHL goaltender. I mean, ugh, just screw that guy. Mm-hmm. I, I still th- say that if I see that guy on the street, I I'm, I probably won't hit him because I'm a grown I'm a grown man now. But I will tell him he's a I'll 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 tell him something about his
1: mother. <laughs> Caprio's <laughs> looks like he's still in pretty good shape, so I'm I'm thinking you wouldn't want to hit him. <laughs> He could, uh, I think he'd destroy you.
0: Maybe, but... He'd,
1: he'd dive on your knee and you'd be... Least,
0: yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. That's his go-to. <laughs> Just elbow drop my knee. <laughs> uh,
1: don't forget to check out the, uh, our online shop at letsgoblues.com for shirts, mugs, and stickers. Um, that's how guy can get uh, Let's Go Blues radio memorabilia in Hawaii is by ordering stuff from the shop.
0: So if I live in Hawaii, I can still buy this and it'll be shipped to me?
1: You can. Yes, you can. <laughs>
0: what about Alaska?
1: Thank you, enthused customer. <laughs> <laughs> Alaska, too. Hawaii, uh, Germany, uh, Switzerland, Poland. Probably not Russia or China, but you know they, they, they would like restrict access. But I'm sure everywhere else. Even Montreal. Well, where-
0: you, well, you've banned Russia, right? Because of their doping issues?
1: Yeah, well, they, they're not allowed to participate in this podcast. Okay. So. Because of the doping issues.
0: Sorry, Tarasenko. We don't stand.
1: We don't stand for drug use on this podcast. That's right. I drink my beer. Woo! <laughs> and Ford. I got a.
0: I got a line right here. Hang on a second.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that a? Is that a hundred that you're using there, no, Jeff?
0: No, I can only afford to use quarters.
1: Oh, I'd like to see how that works.
0: <laughs> it's not very easy. How, how do you do that? <laughs> oh, it's. <laughs> I don't even.
1: I'm, I'm, I don't think you're doing it right. It's a process. <laughs> I'm no expert on uh, snorting uh, the uh, drug paraphernalia, but I, I'm thinking using quarters is the wrong way to go.
0: You also don't snort drug paraphernalia using right, well,
1: drugs. Right, That's what I meant. I was trying to yeah, sound intelligent, and I, I went the opposite direction. <laughs> yes, not, you did. By sounding less intelligent <laughs> about something I don't know anything about, or very little about anyway. <laughs> Anyhow. Uh, our official beers of the episode. Uh Jeff, what have you tonight?
0: I have uh one that you have had on the show before, uh from Kirkwood Station, it's the Blackberry Wheat. Uh mm. it's a uh, very sweet uh fruity taste as I tweeted uh to Kirkwood Station when I uh tweeted out my beer of the show. Uh it it reminds you of a of a better time, the summer days. Uh, before it got cold here in St. Louis, which we say that, but it's only been cold for what three hours. You know, it's it's uh, it's going to go back warm again, I'm sure. But uh, but no, on a, on a nice cold day, it's it's cold. It's uh, good to drink something like this and and uh, make you think of sitting on a porch swing.
1: Oh, that's a okay. Have you had Porch Rocker by um, I think it's Sam Adams, right? Does Porch Rocker?
0: uh that is sam adams and no i've not had it
1: okay you said sitting on a porch swing i thought you think porch rocker would be a good uh beer for that
0: you also think of a quote from clerks too that we can't mention <laughs>
1: yeah taking it back
0: <laughs> taking it back
1: i was not thinking of that but you were which i always do it says a lot about your character anyway well,
0: you you brought it up i think two weeks ago so I did, but i think it was <laughs> i
1: did but I, I do believe I think mine was in a little more proper context. Uh, not that there is a proper context for that kind of comment, but anyway. <laughs> you such a uh, Bill says he he is. Bill says he is getting ready to join us. Awesome. Very so good. and for those listening, uh, Bill is in Montreal and he um, he's our reporter. He's our reporter in Montreal who attended the Blues and the Habs game last night. So he was in attendance. And he is uh, currently uh, browsing around uh, and uh, taking in the sights. So.
0: Yeah. Well, um, right. He, the reason he's a little late, he's he's in the middle of getting his free health care, uh, <laughs> drinking a bunch of maple syrup. So um, yeah, he's uh, he's going to join us as soon as he's done with those. Uh, but no, yeah, <laughs> it's it's going to be good having a reporter uh, up in Montreal to discuss the game from last night.
1: Uh, oh, I almost forgot uh, my beer of the evening. Is uh, another local uh, beer from the 4204 Main Street Brewery in Belleville, Illinois. Uh, so you went west side of the river tonight. I'm going east side, uh, representing the east side. Uh, it is a salted caramel pecan ale. What the camera there. It is delicious. Uh, I love, I love their, uh, their pecan ale. And uh, this stuff is the, uh, their uh, salted caramel. And it's good. I like it. It's a very desserty y beer. Um, the description on the can says, to assault your taste buds with this tasty caramel pecan brown ale, enjoy a flavor taken to the next level. Nutty, sweet, buttery with a slight hint of salt t- to tie it all together. This is a seasonal favorite from 4204. How, who would not like a nutty, sweet, buttery beer with a slight hint of salt? That just sounds delicious. It does sound good. It is good.
0: So uh you know what I had uh, last weekend? Apparently there's a three sixty vodka that's a blues version. Have you seen this?
1: I have. I've have
0: seen, seen that. This? have
1: you seen I've, this? I've seen it, I've seen it, and I've seen the I've seen the Cam Jansen signed bottle too.
0: Oh ho ho, how exciting.
1: Cam Jansen uh, uh gave some away at the uh <laughs> the Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill. Uh
0: yeah, I, I uh I had it for the first time. I only took a couple shots of it. I didn't uh mix it with anything yet, but uh, I thought it, was, it went down pretty smooth. It was uh, it was a good good. Uh, wait wait. Well, I'm sorry. We're, <laughs> we're we're getting breaking news. Uh, we're gonna go uh, live on the scene to Bill Day. Bill, what can you tell us up in Montreal?
1: You made the helicopter noise through your chest like that. <laughs> well, I can see there's turkeys everywhere. <laughs> yeah.
2: Bonjour, mes amis. Hey, Bill.
1: Welcome, Bill. Bill <laughs> is in Montreal, which we mentioned earlier. So, uh. uh How's it, Bill? How how cold is it in Montreal right now? How's the weather up there? Mm,
2: it's it's cold. Uh, there is no snow though.
1: Oh, I I they, Are
2: you sure you're in Montreal. Yeah. Um, that's what they tell me. <laughs> yeah.
1: that's what the that's what the pilot told me. I got the plane right. I'm actually in Seattle. <laughs>
0: He's just in northern Illinois. <laughs> This <laughs> one in circles for
2: about three hours. <laughs> this is, uh, you yeah, know, coming to you live from Rockford.
0: I was gonna say
2: Rockford,
0: man. Even even eight million miles away, we're still in sync.
1: I was trying to think of the name of the, uh, where, um, uh uh, 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 oh, shoot, the SNL skit with, um, oh, uh, Aurora, Aurora, Illinois, yeah, uh,
2: yes, yeah, Wayne's World, Wayne's World, yeah.
1: I couldn't think of uh,
2: mm. the. Yeah. All right. That's a western suburb of Chicago.
1: How is. How was... The Ikea. Oh, so you've been
2: there? Uh, several times.
0: Uh, Bill, do you. Uh, it doesn't look like you do, but I figure I'd go ahead and ask. Do you have a beer of the episode?
2: Um, so I have had three beers of the episode before taping. Of. <laughs> uh, we uh we went out tonight to uh brasserie du Duciel, um which is uh What's that in English? favorite um beer of god in heaven <laughs> and it's it's pretty much that good um now we so uh, it's uh i've been drinking Pesce mortel which uh translated as mortal sin uh imperial coffee stout that they make um i found it at Friar tuck several years ago and uh, i've been drinking it whenever i can find it in saint louis so um it was it was always uh, something on my uh, my uh, agenda when i got to montreal that i was gonna find this uh find the the brew pub and uh, we made it out there tonight and uh, I had uh I had 3 uh 3 beers in uh the course of about an hour and a half uh before we uh, came back to the hotel. So what's, uh what's
1: the ABV on the on the uh nine and a half. Mm. So pretty good.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good right now. have like six beers. Uh yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, bill you yeah. look great.
2: Well, thank you. Thank you. Um I think Julie thinks otherwise, but thank you.
1: Oh. Oh. Um so you're uh you were at the game last night in Mont- I was. All right. So your your it's the first time you've been to uh their arena, correct?
0: Correct. The Bell Centre. First right? time in Montreal. Montreal Forum.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> Bell Centre. So uh so what were your impressions when you first walked in besides like almost fainting?
2: Um, you know, it honestly, um, you know, the uh, out outside the uh, the arena, the it, I, honestly, it's it's all very corporate. So as as you walk up, you know, I posted a picture um, on a couple of social media outlets of uh, myself in front of the uh, the Patrick Waugh Jersey number, um, you know, and the uh, the Rio Tinto court outside of the Bell Center um, so uh, yeah everything is uh, is um, you know corporate sponsored uh, as you know as you expect in modern times um, but uh, you know just just the, the history um, of all the players you know the, all the honored players uh, with Montreal outside and inside the building is very impressive. Um, but quite honestly, the, uh, the inside of the building, uh, it felt very small and it fits 2000 more people than we fit in St. Louis. So yeah, kind of a, kind of an oxymoron, but, uh, really I felt the, uh, the setting for, for hockey was very intimate and, um you know the i i really have to give uh the montreal fans props cuz you know you you see games in big markets like uh toronto and new york where uh the lower bowl is empty until about 5 minutes into any given period because it's all corporate sponsored that's not the case here and i was i was very impressed with that um and uh the There was a constant buzz of chatter in the stands uh, throughout the game, and you know that that was really impressive it, it wasn't like they needed uh to uh you know they they have a very good in game presentation um but it wasn't like they needed that to keep the fans interested
1: so how was their how was their version of angela sharp <laughs>
2: um <laughs> Do they have one? Um, <laughs> So they they do have an in in game uh, entertainment uh, person, and uh, I, I think Julie's comment was she really likes the Asian girls because uh, every time they did a quiz, there was an Asian girl.
1: Maybe but, the Asian uh, population in the market no, uh, is rather high. Um,
2: yeah, it it is. Um, there there are several uh, universities here, but uh, yeah, it's it, uh, you didn't have to you didn't you didn't. Uh, you weren't always waiting for the Angela Sharp moments here. (laughs) Um, It just, it's just, you know, uh, they, people are interested enough in the hockey uh, that you don't have to have uh, a distraction.
0: Uh, Organ or uh, music over the loudspeaker?
2: Both, but primarily music over the loudspeaker. Um, You know, it's something that, um, you know, the, uh, they've always, uh, They've been pioneers when it comes to what uh, what music is played over the loudspeaker, and they have uh, quite a few songs that are are almost cliche because they're used so often. Um, for the most part, it was uh, music over the loudspeaker.
1: How many times was "Cut and I Joe" played? Uh, zero.
2: <laughs> About good old hockey game. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: zero. Not Tom, Tom, really. No uh there was no stomping Tom Connors. Um yeah, no rednecks. Um so right right off the um the the first uh first whistle uh they played Kalinka, which is uh the the Russian dun 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 Awesome. I, I mean that's I expected that, but not so quickly. Um And then, you know, just being a Canadians fan, uh, they played a lot of other stuff that, uh, you know, everything that I expected. Um, But I will say that I still very much prefer uh, the Blues uh, when they score, hearing the uh, uh, when the Saints go marching in so much better. Uh, They have uh, just one of these uh, uh, corporate uh, hey, hey, hey kind of goal celebration songs. Um, I, I mean, I was I was hoping that it wasn't going to be a zero-zero affair. I wanted to hear the uh, the train horn uh, that they use, and it, it, it was impressive. But uh, the uh, the goal music uh, leaves a lot to be desired. Um, I Genevieve mean, even even the U2 thing. What's that?
0: Was it Geneva ne pas travailler"? No
2: no, no, no. That's a great no. song, but I'm glad no.
0: that's not it. <laughs> what?
2: No, no, it's just it's it's just uh, another one of these corporate, you know, Joe Satriani did, did the the one song that like five or six teams use now. Um that it, it wasn't that um but it was uh it, it it's even a far cry from you two uh when they were using you two five years ago.
1: Rumor has it that you wore a Habs jersey.
2: Uh it's not a rumor. Oh. Uh, it is. It is the truth. I uh, I did wear my uh, Habs jersey to the game, um, you know, and uh, I'm I'm um, I'm not ashamed of it, uh, you know. It, 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 but was honestly, it the for, jersey? No, no, I did not wear the Suban jersey. I wore I wore the um, uh, the 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 original uh, Her- NHL Heritage Classic jersey. Um, that uh, the Habs were against uh, the Oilers back in 2003 uh, oh, for the yeah, first like outdoor Taylor, game.
0: Joseph Taylor on the back. Yeah,
2: exactly. I well, I don't, I don't have Taylor on the back, but that's that's the one. Um, I mean that that is an iconic moment, and uh, as, as far as I'm concerned, where he wore the toque over the helmet. Yep. That's that sets what, the standard for all goalies.
1: Would you be willing to put your name on the back of that jersey?
2: No. Uh I am not I'm not willing to go jersey fouls.
0: <laughs> oh well you just wait until social media fails, my friend.
2: Oh I cannot wait. <laughs> uh, but I will say I was impressed that the uh you know Julie did wear um a blue uh blue sweater. Um and I uh, can't wait to get home and watch the uh game, uh see if we got on TV. Um, we were we were right b- below the uh, the guys doing the RDS feed for uh, for the game last night. So um, <clears throat> I I kind of expect that uh, we will have been on TV at some point. Um, but uh, I was I was impressed at the number of Sammy Blay jerseys that were were there. We saw probably six or seven of those, and they look like guys that were probably teammates of his uh, two years ago. Um so uh pretty impressive and um there there were quite a few uh other blues uh sweaters and hats uh that we saw. So good representing.
0: You said that um your lady wore a uh a blues jersey. Uh how was she received uh amongst uh Habs fans?
2: Um, very well respected. Uh the guy that was sitting next to us did you know as he walked by, we, we had the uh, aisle seats and uh, the the guy that was sitting directly next to us did say, "Yeah, the Blues are going to lose tonight." <laughs> so <laughs>
1: that's the trash talking.
2: was it may have been. It may have been.
1: You but may, uh, you mentioned in a, in a Blues and Hawks game in St. Louis, if you go to a Hawks fan, say, "The Hawks are going to lose tonight," <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> That's the trash dog from St. Louis. <laughs>
2: right. No. Yeah, that,
1: that, no, and there are expletives. And there are... You will cry at
0: <laughs> yeah, no.
2: tonight.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah. like my...
2: All right. <laughs> when we got back to the uh, the hotel uh, she did report several really dirty looks from people um outside and around the hotel um you know after uh after we came back and uh, so i i'm not surprised uh, you know they're just watching uh watching tv tonight uh you know they had about uh, an hour and a half breakdown of the game last night, and just how Jaden Schwartz destroyed them, and Braden Shen destroyed them, and how awful the Canadians
1: defense was. So um, I, always, I always love, I always love hearing the the post game. Like I was watching the, the Blackhawks game of the night. Uh, they played. I forget how they played. But they lost. Um, so uh, that was enjoyable. But so I, I the post game show. Um, it's always funny that, that, that it seems like that they're all, oh, why did the Blackhawks lose? And they're talking this and that and blame this person, that person. I'm like, you know what? Sometimes teams just lose. There's not, there's not, I mean, you, you could play well, you could, but they were just trying to find reasons and people to blame. And it was just, they, they just, they were just picking apart, you know, the overanalyzing uh, the game, which I thought was kind of uh, a comical.
2: Yeah, and that I mean there's there's an entire industry in this town uh in Montreal of uh hard. people that you know that people are paid to you know just to be talking heads on television and, and uh tear apart the team, especially especially coming off a five game winning streak and giving up three goals that uh that quickly to uh to a Western conference team. Yeah, it uh it was it was pretty funny.
1: I I was uh I was thinking of you for some reason uh, when Shen scored seven seconds after Upshaw's goal. And uh, I don't, I'm not sure why. I, kind of, I, 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 I mean, I, I kind of feared for your safety at that point. I don't, because <laughs> I'd imagine that, that that kind of goal – I mean, it, it, when that happens to us, um, it's exponentially uh, more frustrating than just a regular goal against to give up a goal right after uh, a previous goal. So –
2: uh, yeah yeah the um it, there there was a a very noticeable groan that came up from the stands when that happened. And you know I myself i i was uh, I was stunned um, you know that uh, the uh, the the Shen was given that lane to go straight up the uh, the middle of the ice and uh, yeah just you know, that that was the uh, opposite end of the building we were in, but man, hell of a snipe.
1: That was yeah. They were caught napping. That, it's after the goal, and the defense were just—they just were asleep.
0: Uh, Bill, were you cheering Blues goals, or did you just kind of sit back in your seat?
2: <clears throat> I, uh, Julie was actively cheering them, and every time she gave me a high five, I reciprocated.
1: <laughs> I, I didn't turn down the Blues cheering. But I may not. I may not have initiated <laughs> myself.
2: <laughs> yeah, she she says I was cowering in my seat with a, a little high five, but uh, no, it's uh, it was uh, I was, it, you know, these games, it's, you know, these are these are the games that she doesn't mind going to with me because whatever the outcome, I'm happy. Um, you know, I the, uh I, I'm glad that, you know, the Blues won last night because, you know, they're coming off a, a pretty bad stretch. Um, I still think that defensively we've got some problems, um, you know, uh, but, uh, you know, to, to be able to, uh, to put three goals up on Kerry price, um, uh, you know, quickly, uh, it was an impressive feat,
0: you know, quick, quick. You were, you were talking about, um, you know, you uh, that Julie doesn't mind going to games with you when you don't care about the outcome, um, yeah, the, uh, the first the, – the biggest mistake I've ever made in my life, and, uh, eh, you know, um, I guess it turned out well. Uh, I took my wife for our first date. I took her to a Blues game. And this was, when, this was in 2010, so they're not a very good team. Um, they had a two-goal lead on the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, day was going great. We, you know, had dinner before, first two periods – Great time, Celebrating goals, having a good time. She hadn't been to a game in like eight years, so she was having a great time. Then the Blues give up three goals in the third period. I'm not kidding. At at one point, I just looked at her and said, I will completely understand if uh, you want me to just take you home and never see me again. Because I was furious. I could not stop talking about... How bad the team was, and I was just in such a bad mood. But hey, she stuck around, so uh, I guess it wasn't all bad. But uh, but yeah, young men, keep that in mind. Do not take your lady to a sporting event for your first game. uh, (laughs) Yeah, she should not have stayed with me.
1: Was she a was she a fan (laughs) at the time?
0: She was a big Cardinals fan because her family was too, and she you know supported the Blues, but. She really didn't get into the Blues until we started living together, and I started making her watch all the games. Yeah, you forced it on her.
1: Yeah.
0: And now, she, now she's a huge Blues fan. But, yeah, I mean, when we first started dating, she could maybe name two players on the roster.
1: I'm going to have to stop for a second. Every time you talk I, I, and you pop a full screen, I see your, your cord to your, to your headphones, and it looks like you've got a braided uh, uh <laughs> A braided beard? Yeah, it really does. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's driving me bananas. Well, you gotta awesome. you fix that. It's like twisted together. You gotta like fix that. I, I can't stand it. <laughs> All right, it's on. like it's like it's like it's it's equivalent of a man bun. I can't stand it. Don't don't uh, don't be doing this. <laughs> so uh,
2: <laughs> oh man. So yeah, I'll I'll explain the uh, the man bun pick I sent you from the uh, the the brew pub tonight. Later. I could
1: yeah I, I could. I didn't. Really, I was like, "What am I looking at?" The uh, his hair was kind of goofy. I, I couldn't tell if it was a man bun or like a like a bow. I didn't go look at it. Yes,
2: it was. Okay,
1: all right. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Just say just say no to man buns. Bill, are you uh, yeah. able to stay on the
0: whole show, or are you gonna be uh, getting off pretty quickly?
1: um well
2: i I don't have a a lot of charge apparently uh my ipad didn't charge up uh all that much uh while i was uh, uh out at the uh the pub tonight so i've I've only got about ten percent of uh juice left so.
0: Okay, so let's do this let's uh <clears throat> at least get through the stuff we want to talk about with bill then we'll uh then we'll move on to the rest of the show Kurt uh if sure. you're okay with that yeah that's cool. that, yeah uh,
1: that makes what sense done in,
0: what else have we done in Montreal while you're there bill?
2: Um, so, um, yeah, so today, well, yesterday before the game, we went and, uh, we walked around old Montreal, um, which is, uh, it, it's really beautiful, very European feeling. Um, I, it was, co- it, so, so it was warm by Montreal standards, uh, 50 degrees, but, uh, it was cold. And rainy and windy so it was it was pretty miserable um but uh but just getting uh, getting to uh walk around the old town and uh see quite a quite a few things um you know it, it was uh it, w- it was really nice um you know I've, uh, consumed quite a bit of uh local beer since i've been here so i'm uh, i'm pretty happy with that
1: but you're so it um, in
2: i am Definitely. definitely so literally, good
1: literally so good yeah
2: it, especially tonight um <laughs> so so yeah
0: le fin du Monde, is that native to montreal it
1: is
2: uh, that's uh, well it i think it's uh, it's further north than montreal uh, but that is uh, Unibrow. um and i am i'm a fan of uh, fan of theirs um uh, my favorite uh, is trois Pistoles. I think i've had that on the uh, the show once or twice um and uh i i will uh I, I'm on a mission to uh, add five more beers to my repertoire before we're on the plane on Friday. So uh, I'll see if I can get some more of that
1: tomorrow. i love them. Um,
2: yeah. So it, Julie, Julie is so pissed at me at this point for speaking French uh, as often as I have. She's, she's told me to cut it out. I don't know how many times tonight. So
1: I like it. I, like um, it. I don't just talking about it. turns me on. I like it. Oh, well, <laughs>
2: Well, if that's the case, um, so yeah, so today, today was more, uh, more just, uh, doing some general sightseeing, going around, uh, making sure we get the Montreal experience. Um, I was able to, uh, have, uh, poutine for the first time today. Um, uh, great. Loved it. Uh, if I lived here, I would weigh about, I don't know, 50, 100 pounds more than I do. Um, yeah, just uh, french fries, gravy, cheese, curds, and whatever else you want to throw on top of it. How can you go wrong? It's like the, it's like um,
1: the U.S. equivalent of the uh, the horseshoe, more or less, kind of, sort of.
2: Y- y- more or less, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's so good. Um, and uh, even McDonald's here has poutine. Not that I had it at McDonald's. Um, I, I did avoid that. Um, but uh, yeah, there there are plenty of places for that, um, and I mean, just there are so many great places for food in this town. Um, I've got to figure out a couple of places to go tomorrow. Um, you know, we've we've got tomorrow is uh, we're uh, we're gonna go see Leonard Cohen exhibits at the uh, Contemporary Art Museum, uh, and then we're going to go see a concert in the evening. Uh, the National. Uh, our favorite band is uh, playing a uh, fairly small venue here in town, uh, so we're really excited about that. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, so that, that's what's left on tap. Um, and uh, so it, also uh, apparently Charlize Darren is uh, in our hotel, um, huh. so if I can uh, if I can see her, uh, I would like to see her.
0: Um, tell her I'm in love with her, and I will leave my wife for her any second.
1: You, you started falling in <laughs> love with her uh, after she played the movie Monster, didn't you? No, was, it was... That
0: you know, was like well, liked
1: that's, most. <laughs>
0: that's funny. That is funny. But I do want to point out, I started falling in love with her after she was in Arrested Development. Oh, oh okay, she yeah. played uh, Jason Bateman's girlfriend. She was hilarious in that role. Such a good show. She played it perfectly. No, I love her. I need to see Atomic Blonde. I have seen the scene that every man needs to see in Atomic Blonde. I don't know if you guys know about it.
2: Yeah, Yep. He's, he's I was watching seen. that on the plane. <laughs> yeah, watching that on the plane flight from Toronto to Montreal. So, oh yeah.
0: my goodness! Every man listening to this show, look it up right now. Uh, but yeah, it's yes. I've heard the show. The actual movie itself is great. So yeah, if you see her, slip her my number. going to give me a call next time she's in St. Louis. I'll take her out for a- I'll take her out to the Kirkwood Brew House next time she's in St. Oh. Louis. Hey,
2: you've been there right the, oh, Kirk, yeah. the, the brew house oh i love that place Kirkwood station huh
1: Kirkwood brew house
2: yeah i will uh, i will let her know um if if we uh, happen upon her but um yeah now uh, so she's apparently in town filming a, a movie with um uh Seth Rogen uh so uh we're right. hoping yeah hoping that he's somewhere around here too and uh, i don't know uh,
1: for his laugh is very... Funny, yeah, well, we everything that when I said we were, about
0: Charlize Theron, that's how Kirk feels about Seth Rogen. So this will be
2: perfect. Right. It's, right. it's true.
1: Hey, Sherlock, we, Seth Rogen.
2: We thought we came upon him uh, at some point today because uh, one street we were walking down, man, contact High Central. So, uh, um, yeah, it. Uh, there was uh somebody was. Uh, Definitely uh, smoking some weed here, uh, but uh, yeah, if uh, if we uh, we get to see either of them, Kurt. If if I see Seth Rogen, I'll tell him you know you're in love with him. All right, and uh, Jeff. You're, you're if list, if we God. see, Char- yeah, if we sh- oh. see Charlize, uh, we'll let her know that there's an open invitation at to, to Kirkwood Brewhouse.
0: Oh yes, it's a long-standing one. She can
2: call and, me in 50 years, and I'll still take her.
1: Je- uh, yeah, Jeff would uh, get her a soft pretzel, and Under
0: a soft pretzel.
1: Uh, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well I did not come
2: on That's where I was going, so, <laughs> I was going. I'm yeah. glad you
1: picked up what I was putting down. You know, with that. So uh yeah. Um
2: yeah. It it's uh it it has been a, a really good trip. Um you know, can't believe it's already Wednesday night. I'm gonna you know, we'll be home in uh, forty eight hours, uh, which is hard to believe. Um but uh yeah this this is a great town um it, not a not a better town to catch a hockey game in so if if you've uh, if you've ever wanted to go travel to see a hockey game uh this this is the place to do it. Um, the area around bell center is uh, is amazing um I mean they <laughs> we were talking tonight as we were walking back to our hotel there's uh there are condos. Um, attached to Bell Center. Um, and there's a building with the, uh, the Canadian's logo on it. And we were talking, you know, how much do you think you're paying just to live in the building with the Canadian's logo on it? Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's impressive. Um, the, uh, there's a McDonald's McCafe right next to Bell Center. that has got a giant mural of Ken Dryden on the wall. And this place is hockey mat. Is he doing this? It it is it's impressive. It is it is it's him standing over uh, over the stick. Um, the the iconic image of Ken Dryden.
1: God, St. Louis needs stuff around mm. Scott Trade uh, or whatever Scott Trade's be. Yeah.
0: All they have is the banners. That's it.
1: Yeah, it's just they yeah. need, well they need they need they need, they need like uh, bars, clubs, restaurants, uh, just right. stuff to do around. Right.
2: The- Even you know. We've been to uh, we've been to Columbus uh, before, you know, and uh, they've got the uh, you know that that nice little uh, village right around the arena. That was so um, much. Was so much fun. Yeah, and that's that you know, uh, Montreal is that times uh, times a thousand um yeah i mean if if, uh, if st louis could do that you know if, if we could get our act together where we don't have an older woman actively working to subvert the success of the team um you know it it uh, it would be uh, it, it could be that much better um you know it, the the cardinals have kind of gotten to that place with ballpark village um, if you know, I I don't know if St. Louis is, especially with the uh, city and county divided, uh, if it's uh, big enough uh, to support it. But uh, can you imagine St. Louis with uh, you know not just a ballpark village, but a uh, a little village right around
1: trade Kansas City, or
2: the Enterprise Renter car Center, as it will be known,
1: Kansas City. The uh, don't uh, don't the Chiefs and the Royals play basically right next to each other. Is that what? Oh, yeah. they- Okay, so that that's really, ideally, I guess, uh, St. Louis in particular, because of the, the size of the city, I guess it would be ideal if Scott Trade were perpendicular or very, very close to Busch Stadium to almost share Ballpark Village. Wouldn't you think? Yeah,
0: that, well, if, if you ever go to Philly, you guys ever been to Philadelphia? <clears throat> so they're they, a home of the famous Wells Fargo Center. Um, mm-hmm. They have a... Uh, uh, They've got their their stadiums right next to each other. About five blocks down, they have... I think it's called Comcast Live, which is basically their ballpark village. It's the same exact setup. And that is basically for all three teams. And that's the way it should be, in my opinion. Well, I guess four teams, because they got the 76ers. So, yeah, that's the way it should be. I agree. I think you need to have something in the middle of both stadiums. But the problem is your your arenas and your stadiums are downtown you got to have them just outside of downtown there's a little more land and uh not as much traffic. yeah it's obviously never going to happen
1: right oh uh, yeah bush stadiums not moving it's gonna be there for a while
2: yeah
1: so you get back on uh Friday bill is that right
2: yeah um we are uh, we'll be uh back in st. Louis um, a little after five o'clock Friday night and uh, you know it's uh, it's been a great trip so far really looking forward to this concert tomorrow night and um you know a little bit more sightseeing here uh in la provence tomorrow and uh yeah it's uh it's crazy that uh that we've already been here uh 3 days it doesn't feel that way
1: the only the only french i know is uh, omelet omelet de fromage omelet du fromage omelet and cheese omelet yeah oh. uh, yeah so if, if yeah. I were to ever go to Quebec or or France, I would I've been in France, actually, but uh you I would know, I'd pretty much just have cheese omelets. You know
0: menage à trois? You could have that
1: too, I, right? I do. I do. I do know that. But you if you ask strangers that, yeah, menage a trois. Yeah, but you know, I, I'd rather not come back with the diseases. So that's uh
0: But that. they're Canadian diseases. As soon as you cross oh, the border, they go away.
1: They're clinging because of the water. Yeah. It's cleaner up there. <laughs> Mm. And the healthcare is much better up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. I don't
2: yeah. Know. Um so I've yeah, I've I've uh, only got a, a little bit of juice left, so I think I'm uh, this'll this'll be the point where I say, Au revoir, adieu à bientôt.
0: Au revoir, mon ami. Au
2: revoir. Um so right. yeah, it's uh a big plug to the city. Love it here. Um, I highly recommend uh, if if you can take a trip to watch a game. Uh, this is a great place to do it. Um, you know, it's. Uh, I I regret that I never got to make it here uh, before the forum got turned into a parking garage. Uh, but uh, uh,
1: twenty years ago, is that right? Yeah,
2: it was. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, I was uh, in college. Uh, just a few hundred miles away from here and couldn't convince, uh, enough, uh, new Englanders to, to make a short trip because that's just too damn far for them. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it is well worth the trip um the the people here are uh, are great um you know we uh just walking around town today uh we stopped into uh, a local sporting goods place uh and uh you know the guy was so you know, the guy that worked in there just so complimentary about uh, how good the blues are and you know that uh, we saw a great game and you know the uh, the Canadians deserve to lose that game last night. So uh, you know it it uh, seems like a, a very uh, you know a, a hockey mad city, but uh, they they get the game better than uh, any place I've ever been to. So um, highly recommended if uh, if you can make it here, uh, do it. Um, it's it's beautiful. Um, it is cold, uh, but uh, it could be a lot worse. There could be ten feet of snow.
1: And they uh, Montreal the Canadians are the only. My, I mean, this is my take. The only original NHL team,
2: uh, at this point, yeah. I and, mean, uh, not
1: the original six, but they're, they're not, not. They're not the original six. There's the originals. The, original, the original teams were Montreal, like the Toronto Montreal,
2: w- yeah. The Montreal, Montreal Canadiens, the Montreal Maroons, the Toronto, Toronto
1: Arenas, Arenas, yeah,
2: yeah, New York yeah. yeah. New York Americans, Seattle Wanderers, yeah.
1: Yeah, so they. Um, they, they so they, and, the, and the, the original six is not. They weren't in the league right. when it started. NHL had other teams. Did the remaining six from the oldest right. six? I guess.
2: Right, right. Jeff Merrick uh, will talk at length about that, uh, but uh, yeah, it's it is uh, it's definitely worth uh, making a trip here. Um, it's, you know, same. I've never never gone to a game in Toronto, but uh, I would put Montreal over Toronto um, just because the uh, the fans are so 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 passionate. Um, you don't have the uh, the, the corporate uh, take five minutes to get to your seats uh, after the intermission um in Montreal like you do in Toronto or New York. Um and uh yeah, everybody here, yeah, that's that that seems like all the people talk about and it's cool. great.
0: I would love to challenge you on that because I have been to a game in Toronto and it is phenomenal. But uh yeah. I'll have to go to a game in Montreal and test your theory.
2: Yeah. Do it. Do it. All, all right, right boys. boys. Yeah uh Bonsoir. thanks Bonsoir. Yep, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you back in St. Louis. All right, where
0: we'll, where we'll speak English right. again.
2: Safe travels, uh, sir. Uh, merci. Merci
1: beaucoup. Au revoir. Au revoir. <laughs> I love right. that guy.
0: That
1: was uh yeah, that was uh <laughs> that was uh Bill Day, our uh, our uh, Mon- our Canadian correspondent <laughs> for Los Angeles Radio.
0: <laughs> best best wishes and travels there, uh, Bill.
1: Um. So quick story.
0: Uh Friday night I I, I, I did a little drinking Friday night and um was a little out of sorts. Uh, Bill and I were
1: texting <laughs> a, little, a little disheveled.
0: Yeah. I believe I because I. Was, you we'll get to this later, but you and I uh went both went to the well, I know you didn't. I went to the game on yep. uh, Friday and uh yeah, I, I had a good time even though the blues uh did not have a good time. Not well no. Yeah, uh, but either, but that's probably why I just kept drinking. Uh, seemed logical at the time. And uh, Bill and I started texting, and I started texting him the French phrases I remember from like French four in college six years ago. And uh, yeah, he started sending like full paragraphs in French. <laughs> I was just texted it back. I'm like, all right, man, I'm out. Sorry, buddy.
1: You win. <laughs> I will tip my cap to you. I can see you win, sir. Okay. Um, yeah, if you uh, want to follow Bill, uh, he's posted some stuff about uh, his trip. Uh, so he's at Billy Blue Note.
0: He's been posting every beer he drinks too, right?
1: Yep. Yeah. Are, are on the trip or on the show? On the trip. Uh, has he? Yeah, I guess he has. I think he has. Um, yeah, uh, you're right. He has. Um, so uh, I guess back to today in Blue's history. Uh, before uh, Bill joined on the show um, today, December. Oh, I did not say that. December. Uh, what is today? Seventh, sixth. December sixth, uh, nineteen sixty-nine. This is brought to you by the uh, STL Blues History Twitter account. Uh, we don't. I don't think we uh, talk about his efforts enough. He's he does a fantastic job. Uh, give him a follow.
0: Posted uh, real quick before we get into his actual. Uh, today in Blues history, he I mean, he posts ex- excellent stats. Not just today in Blues history, he right. posted one the other day that said Braden Shen had more goals tonight, talking about last night, than Yori Laterra has points on the season. Braden <laughs> Shen has more even strength goals, eleven this season, than Yori Laterra has shots on goal. And that's the- <laughs> I mean, no. he, he posts stuff like that. And It's not just making fun of Yori Laterra like we do on this show he posts great stuff like that all the time he is the follow for blues
1: fans yep if you don't follow him you're you're missing out mm-hmm. uh, shortly I mean you, every blues fan on Twitter should be following him to get hit That
0: his. is STL blues history exactly right. how it sounds
1: yep uh, and that he doesn't just post info he he'll post newspaper clippings uh, articles and uh, photos and things that uh, from the from the the uh, incident the instance that he's uh, referring to so it's Uh, It's good stuff. Not just uh, reading. It's visuals, too. Um, Old ads, you know, that uh, Stag Beer sponsors the Blues, and this is awesome. So 1969, today, uh, December 6, 1969, uh, Andre, I don't know, Andre Boudreaux attempted the first penalty shot in St. Louis Blues franchise history versus the Detroit Red Wings. He missed. Red Wing goaltender uh, Roger Crozier. Crozier, Crozier. Stopped him. Crozier, Crozier. Crozier. I'll say that. Stopped him in a 5 to 1 Blues loss. 1980. Uh, on this date 1980, Brian Sutter recorded his third career hat trick in the Blues 5 to 2 win versus the Winnipeg Jets, a uh, version 1.0. 1. Uh, 1983, Wayne Babich scored a hat trick, which was his third and final hat trick of his career. And Bernie Federico became the second Blues player to score 200 goals in an 8 to 2 win versus the Buffalo Sabers.
0: Wait, he scored 200 goals in a game?
1: Not in one game. That would be a record. As they used to say on ESPN, not in one game. That'd be a record. Uh, back when ESPN was cool. 1988, Greg Millen set the St. Louis Blues record with his third consecutive shutout in a three to nothing win versus the Minnesota North Stars. I miss the Minnesota North Stars.
0: Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm glad that Minnesota got a team. But, uh, uh, third consecutive shutout. That was beaten by whom?
1: Brent Johnson.
0: Brent Johnson.
1: Yeah, uh, and he did it in the playoffs too. He uh, did. 1997 against the, against the Hawks.
0: Well, he, uh, so, okay, he didn't beat the third consecutive shutout, but he did uh, beat the longest scoreless yes. right. streak or whatever it's called.
1: Uh, today's date, 1997, was the first night the Blues wore the 14 stickers for Doug Wickenheiser. Jeff Courtnall, who was number 14, scores the overtime winner in the 4-3 to Blues win versus the Calgary Flames. That's pretty cool, actually. The
0: I, I remember...
1: Ken Wilson
0: going crazy uh, when that happened. I remember him just, who else but Jeff Cortenal? Like, that just, oh.
1: You can't write this stuff. Oh, baby. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, baby. Jeff Cortenal.
0: <laughs> My favorite was a goalie save. Oh, baby. What a save by Grant Fior. Or uh, when he would emphasize Fior.
1: Or when he would uh, pronounce "hesh" five different ways and five different (laughs) nights in a row. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, Uh, since our last show, uh, the Blues lost back-to-back games at home, 3-2 versus the Ducks, 4-1 versus the Kings on Hockey Fights Cancer Night, which also featured the return of Patrick Berglund, uh, who, which scored the only goal for the Blues in that game.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, let's, let's go over this real quick. Uh, so yeah, the, the, the game against the Ducks, first of all, we can glance over. I, uh, I thought the Blues effort was poor in that game. I thought, uh, the comeback at the end was nice, but Anaheim is an AHL team at this point. Now I'm, I'm okay. Cause I mean, you think about their injuries, their top line center is, um, last name Grant, Derek Grant. Now, they've made a trade since then. they brought in um, uh, Adam Henrique, which is a nice pickup for them, but I don't even okay with the Blues losing to the Ducks. You know, sometimes a goalie steals a game. Their defense is still intact. Maybe their defense plays well. The Blues were completely outplayed in that game, in my opinion, uh, at least for about 50 minutes of that game. And uh, that's unacceptable. And I'm not... The Blues are a good team. I'm not going to sit here and whine and complain about every loss, but when you're a top-end team and you're coming in against a team that as is, is injury-riddled as they are, you have to have a better effort, especially on home ice. And uh, I really felt like, and because I've been in this situation before, where the Blues went in saying, "Hey, we're hot, we're flying high, and we're playing a team that has pretty much no stars on it tonight. Let's just go in and get the W." Like I just feel like. It just seemed like the Blues did not do their homework on the Ducks, and it showed on the ice.
1: Yeah, and it's frustrating because uh, they were playing so well, and to have to have that uh, to lay an egg. And I get, I get that you know uh, you can't be, you can't bring your A game every night. It's just, I mean, it's hard to do that. Um, but as fans, it's frustrating to watch a piss poor effort. Um, I don't know. He just gotta wonder what's what's going on. Uh, every now and then. I, I, I get it. I mean, it happens. It's every sport, every team, and every sport It's just uh you have you lay an egg every now and then, but um, you just don't want to do it a lot. You don't want to lay two, three, four, five eggs in a row. Um, so I don't know. Uh, the uh, what the uh, the Kings? Uh, they uh when they beat the Blues, they're they're on a roll now. And before that, they were like, what, one and five or something the previous six or something like that? Yep. So, uh, I mean, you know, they're a good team, too. And they, they went through a rough, bad patch. So, I mean, it happens. It, but
0: It's going to happen throughout the year. It's yeah. just like you said. They're, the Blues are coming off a couple wins, looking good. Um, you know, even in their losses, they've looked pretty good. Uh, but that was just a, a piss-poor effort. And uh, it just it, – it, it's just frustrating to watch, especially as you said, as like a fan. I'm trying to find what the shots were. I thought they were completely outshot in the first period, but I might be wrong.
1: I know in the Kings game, the Blues outshot the Kings, I and mean, they like over forty shots.
0: Uh, maybe not, but they did. Uh, they did. I mean, they outshot them thirty-nine, thirty. The Ducks, but uh, still, to me, thirty shots is a lot for the Ducks team right now. The Ducks in 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 April, okay. But uh, right now, I mean, you look at the guys who scored. Uh, Vermette, Wah, Vermet. I mean, come on. You know, these guys, are, Vermette, uh, you know, the only reason that guy's even still in the, in the NHL is because there's face-off ability, and that guy put in two goals on the Blues.
1: And the effort versus the, uh, the Kings on Hockey Fights Cancer Night. Um, I actually uh, didn't watch most of this game um because uh I watched some of it but uh yeah I think you told me not to bother <laughs> watching it
0: yeah I did um so that was the my first game of the year which it's very late for me to be that to be the, the first game of the year for me but but nonetheless um I so I walked out of that game um saying you know I want to say this is the worst game of the year for the blues so far but Maybe just because I'm seeing the whole thing play out. You know, I'm watching the whole game live in person. I ran across a friend of mine who actually was to the show, uh, Mr. Dave Wiggins. Um, So, Dave, good to see you. Good to talk to you. Coach for uh, Maryville Baseball. So uh, hopefully they're doing well. I have no idea. Uh, But uh, but Mr. Wiggins. uh, Dave Dave Wiggins? Wiggins, yeah.
1: The same last name as uh, Mrs. Wiggins from uh, the Carol Burnett Show.
0: Um, Takers? No, yes,
1: I'm Mrs. Wiggins.
0: I'm too young for that. I'm sorry.
1: Keep <laughs> <laughs> run. I just, I just, to amuse myself. Go ahead. Sorry.
0: On the, uh, on the way out, I ran into him and he told me that he's been to about five games this year, including the one that the Blues had to go uh, to the shootout to beat the Coyotes of all teams. Uh, he said that was by far the Blues' worst effort he's seen all year. So it's interesting. So I can clearly say now. That was the worst game of the year for the Blues.
1: The Kings game. So here, okay. So I didn't, I, let's, let's. you watched it. I watched part of it. Um, so look at the stats here. The stats would tell you different. It's, it's funny how stats will paint a different picture. And this is a good example of some of the social media morons who just go by stats, right? So Blues outshot the Kings 40-28. to 28. Faceoff percentage, 57-43 for the Blues. The Blues had a power play goal in this game. Kings did not. Uh, penalties and minutes were about even, eight to ten. The Blues out hit the Kings, twenty six twenty two. Blocks, the Kings had the edge, fifty nine, and giveaways the Blues had four, Kings had two. So, uh, really, the giveaways, yes.
0: the, the, the giveaways to me, what was is what tells the story, right? They're, their giveaways, Vince Dunn had one. I want to say Jay Bollmeister had oh,
1: one. Dunn and Preko had that uh, that bad miscommunication. Uh, yeah. they, I
0: mean, their communication all night was dreadful. I mean, it It mirrored the blues of seven, eight years ago. I mean, it. they did not look like a team who has been flying high to start the year. Um, Carter Hutton, I think it was the third goal he gave up. Just so, bad one. What are you doing, man? Like you gotta cover your net. You gotta cover. It's just cover the net, man. I mean, that was a far out shot. Clearly, could see it. Um, I could I felt bad. You know, Jake Allen gets a night off, and he's got to come back in for the third period. Um, uh, the Hutton didn't play bad, except for that goal. But that was a back breaking goal. Um, Berglund, I thought looked okay. I mean, it was a good goal he scored. Uh, a couple guys, I thought the Shen line was okay. Uh, not dynamic but it's it's play it's moments like that that you expect your other lines to pick up the slack you know they didn't look elite they didn't look like the best line in the NHL right now they looked good but that's where you say okay well if they're not playing their best the Stastine line needs to step up the the you know Brodziak line needs to at least get pressure in the zone none of that was happening the breakouts from the defensive zone were atrocious i mean they again it just the icings they had were just poor communication, uh, just a, a bad effort. And again, I'm not going to completely demonize the Blues here. They're still, you know, as we've said every episode, they put points in the bank for a reason. Uh, that These streaks are going to happen. But it was just an, an ugly, ugly effort that uh, you really wanted more. I mean, it, I hate to, to tie this in, but, you know, it, it's a big night around the NHL when the home team hosts hockey fights cancer, that gets a lot of people in the building that might not otherwise be there. Uh, That's not the kind of effort you want to put on the ice.
1: And you know what sucks about uh, one of the casualties of war for that game was done. He hasn't played since.
0: He looked bad.
1: Yeah. It was his worst game of the year. Yeah. And um, it kind of sucks that, I mean, because he's been so good and uh to have uh so he's been ben- i'm sure he'll get back in lineup it's not a question of if it's a matter of when but uh i'd imagine uh, maybe not after this game because they played really well against montreal so they may go with the same lineup but uh i'd imagine he'll be in the lineup real soon pretty soon just to i don't know give him a rest or uh, or whatever but it's almost like it's a punishment for that that uh, miscue with uh Break
0: it wasn't just that. I mean, it, it. there was multiple times that he tried to make a, a cross-the-scene pass or um, was trying to break out of the zone and, and didn't quite get to the red line uh, before dumping it in. Um, he just did not look like the Vince Dunn we've seen all year. And, again, I, I chalked that up to, okay, I'm not seeing the whole play every night. So, But, but again, I after talking with my buddy Dave and a couple of the people, they agreed that that was – a piss poor effort by the blues and Vince Dunn in particular looked bad. Pareko didn't look too good. Um,
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, well it's, it's cause he's not doing the small things.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, why not Biddington?
1: <laughs> why not Biddington? Holy <laughs> crap.
0: Uh, but no, I, to, 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 I don't know if you have any comments after uh, the game itself, but, um, uh, after this, we can move on. I, I uh, I do think with Vince Dunn, like you said, he will get back on the lineup. Um, but I think we, we kind of brushed on this when we were talking about when Bowman should come back, comes back, who goes out. I think, and I'm not, this is going to sound really negative on Mike Yo, but I think Mike Yo was waiting for a game like this yep. where it's like, okay, now I can bench the rookie. Um, and it's okay because he had a bad game. Uh so I, I get that's a coach thing. That's a total coach thing. He, he, coaches never want to play, unless it's Austin Matthews or Connor McDavid. Um, coaches don't want to play their rookies 82 games a year. So this was a perfect opportunity for him to say, all right, Gunny, you're back in the lineup. Uh, Vince, you're going to sit a couple games. And in the minute, though, that they're going to lose another game, I think Dunn's right back in the lineup. I agree. Uh, and, and talk about the presentation of Hockey Fights Cancer. We won't spend a lot of time on this. We already talked about this, I think, last week or the week before. Um, NHL, that's one thing. Marketing, they do correctly. Uh, Just a a great moment before the game with uh, Ari's family dropping the puck. Um, You know, through the night, uh, they had Darren Payne come on, uh, the the Jumbotron. He talked about Eddie Olchek and uh, Dave Strader, um, uh, who've all battled cancer. And, unfortunately, we've lost Dave Strader. excellent broadcaster if you've never heard any of his play calls um but uh a very touching moment um they had survivor stand everybody applauded them just again something the nhl does right and i hope it never goes away if you uh if you have ever been uh affected by cancer in any way and chances are you have um i recommend trying to go to one of these hockey fights cancer nights it's it's always a Uh, an uplifting event it's not all emotional and sad it's it's there's a lot of happy stuff that come from it too
1: um yes uh guy benson sent us a tweet uh while we're still on the uh the being semi-critical of when the blues uh uh, their play Uh, so here's a thought for you uh i think uh what the blues are going through right now is good for them it will show their character and it will show uh fans with they'll show the fans uh what, what, they're, really what they're really made of yeah so I, I which i mean i i can see that that's a that's a very optimistic uh, uh look on 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 that on the, on the blues play uh, before last night so that's i mean and that's that's typical typical thinking of uh, of what you would uh, say as an optimistic fan to you know you know not builds character which it might it may i mean you, you get i guess you have to learn to lose too right so uh, for some of the players that might not uh, have uh, you know like your players like Dunn who've uh, who've seen a lot of success with the Blues so far this year so they uh they, he had a uh, crap game and so at uh, oh learning experience build some character come back at it stronger
0: the the key here is is how they bounce back and we've we've seen that um we'll get to the other games here in a minute but if your team what was it the, the the blue jackets last year they went on that uh was it 16 game winning streak crazy right so, after that they have what a six game losing streak and
1: they? i i think i called that last year too because they won like a crap ton in a row i said as soon as this streak is broken they're gonna lose a bunch in a row
0: yeah and to me to go on that big of a streak after that's a bad sign that's a team that can't get themselves playing back to the level they know they can um So, yeah, if if, if you go on a losing streak, two, three, even four games, it's, okay, this is going to happen. Let's bounce back. Let's get back to the basics. Play the way we know we can play. Dump the puck in. Go to the net. Do all the basics and show we're better just by doing that stuff. And you can bounce back and win a couple games after a streak like that. That's great. And, yeah, it shows the character of this team that, hey, we're going to lose games, but we're going to bounce right back and play well um but yeah if this streak continued uh well into this week i would be a lot more concerned than what i am
1: yeah yeah i I agree and i think uh uh, players uh tend to say that uh you know okay we've lost one we're gonna lose games that's i mean no team goes undefeated um so you're gonna lose some games the the thing is you don't want to lose chunks of games in a row you don't want to lose back to back or three in a row uh that's when you lose ground in the standings um Maybe there's some confidence issues with some players and some things, but uh, you, it, it it really is uh, it's it's huge in how you bounce back from not just a loss, but a but a bad loss, playing poorly.
0: I think so, it was the the Red Wings the last year they made the playoffs. They started out the year six and zero, then they lost six games, then they went to ten and six, then they lost four games. Um, that to me speaks to a team that doesn't know how good they are, and they just hit streaks and they keep going, but the minute they get down on themselves, it's over, and and they can't get themselves back out of their slump. Uh, I think, and and again, still early in the season. I mean, this is still only December. Um, I think that what we saw after these couple games shows that that's not who the Blues are, that they know, even when they're losing, that they're going to be able to bounce back and play well.
1: It's funny that we—I uh, think it was the last show we did—we talked about uh, um, this is who the Blues are. They're this good. It's been twenty-some games, and they're <laughs> they're playing really well. This is who they are. We don't have to wonder anymore. Are are they going to come crashing down? Are they? And then I think right after our show last week, they they played two games that weren't very good at all. No, and then they played a better game against Minnesota, but they, but then they lost uh, in overtime. But um, <laughs> so I was like, oh crap. And now, obviously, the game is Montreal. Um, so they they lost to Minnesota uh, in overtime. Uh, again, Brooklyn scored the only Blues goal. Um, which I, I'll, I'll let we go back to the Kings game. Uh, Brooklyn's goal was very nice. That was a fantastic goal. Beautiful redirection. Um, who was that? The Petrangelo shot that uh, for the redirect was that right? Uh, I want to say you're right. I, 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 maybe it was. Uh, but beauty, beautiful tip. Beautiful redirection, planned play um, in the in the in the slot uh, redirection over uh, upper love, upper uh, blocker, um, and then he had the uh, the the only goal against Minnesota, which uh, uh, put us in overtime. So that that was a again great shot, upper you know high corner.
0: It was Prayco.
1: Prayco, okay, um, doing the little things. the little things on that play. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, after a better performance against Minnesota, losing overtime.
0: Which, which uh, real quick, I'll just say about the Minnesota game. Yeah, that was a game where I think the Blues, Mike Yo, whoever it was, sat down and said, "Okay, guys, do the small things." And not trying to, to comment on the stupid uh, <laughs> asylum people who say that, that certain players aren't doing the small things. Uh, <laughs> let's do the small things. Chip the puck in. You know, get to the red line. Get the puck in. Chase it down. Make their defensemen work. Uh, you know crash guys to the net and we have the power play get shots on that was a game where I felt like they were saying Okay, the only way to break the slump is to get back to the basics and 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 uh, You know just kind of crash and bang and do what we can to win this game uh, Obviously overtime loss is a little more nice because you you get the one point, but I think again that showed that hey Minnesota's a good team. You know, I mean, yeah, I know they've got their injury problems, too, but um, they're a good team. Devin Dubnik had a great game, and uh, this was a big stepping stone game for the Blues. It was it was a game to me that said, we are not a team that's going to go on a long losing streak. And, and I really felt after that game, all the worries I had after the game against the Kings were gone. And I said, you know what? They're going to go into Montreal Tuesday and win that game. And then what happened, Kurt?
1: Uh, I, I do believe they went into Montreal and won that game, Man. even though, uh, the Canadiens fan did tell Bill's, uh, Bill's, uh, girlfriend, Julie, uh, the blues will not win tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had that audio. I know, right? It'd be we so need, great.
0: We need to find hey, if there is a French Canadian listening right now, record yourself saying that and we will put it in the show every week.
1: Uh, that would be awesome. The Blues will not win tonight. <laughs> <That'd be funny. laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, so uh, Montreal last night, uh, I, I, much, much, much better game for the Blues. Uh, dominated the Canadians for large chunks of the game uh, en route to a 4-3 to win, uh, like we mentioned had Bill on the show earlier. Bill Day uh, was in attendance uh, for this game in Montreal. Uh, Shen got the hat trick. Third of his career, um, uh, and the last time the Blues were in Montreal, Berglund had a hat trick. So I guess that's a uh, well, I, a lot of pressure on the next time we go there for a Blues player to get a hat trick.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, Braden Shen, I mean, just came back to form. He had been uh, pointless for four games.
1: Four games, right, I think so. Um, 12th, uh,
0: 11th, eleventh, twelfth, and thirteenth goals on the season. Uh, that just looked great. I mean. Jaden Schwartz has 21 assists on the year now. I mean, that's insane. That that guy's just feeding pucks to his line mates. Um, Yeah, it's just a a good game overall. I thought, I couldn't tell, so let me ask you. 90% of that game, uh, maybe you you say at the end of the second, I think more early in the third, um, I felt like the Blues, up until that point, really dominated all of the play. Uh, Darren Payne talked a little bit about um, how uh, they—they're so much bigger. They were like uh, a, f- a f- what was it? It was like a a foot and an inch bigger overall comparison to the Canadians' roster, something like that. Yeah. Um, which they showed it. I mean, they were beating them to the loose pucks. They were, uh, uh, you know, crashing to the net. They were able to move in on the defenseman a little easier. Uh, was that? Domination by the Blues. Was that more the Blues getting back to their style of play, or was it the Canadians having a bad night? Because I thought before they started scoring goals there, I thought the Canadians looked awful. I I, I,
1: thought, the, I thought the Canes looked bad, and I thought the Blues did a good job of, of taking advantage of that. I think... Well, here well, we talked about four giveaways for the Blues against the Kings. Was like you know telling because oh my gosh, too many giveaways, right? Uh, uh, key giveaways. The giveaways for the Canadians in this game, twenty-eight. Holy cow! 28 giveaways uh, in this game, and I hit that third or thirteen or seventeen in one period. It was crazy. Uh, I
0: mean, it was literally the Blues would crash in on them behind the net, and the puck would just squirt out. I mean, it was like. Um, it was like that space jam that I know I mentioned that movie earlier, but remember when they all collapse on top of, I think it's bugs bunny and the puck just, or the, the ball just like flies into the net. Like it falls out of the pile and goes in the net. That's what I felt like was going on in that game.
1: Yeah. The, the blues were, um, it seemed like they got to every single loose puck any puck that was lost, coughed up. They got right away, uh, instant turnover. Um, Yeah. That's that's the twenty-eight turnovers is the most I've seen in a giveaway category and like forever. I I've not seen that many. It was not interested to know what the record is for, sure, for a game that
0: they've kept track on.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it's more than that, but it can't be much more than that. That's, that's, a, lot. Crazy. that's a lot. That's, we, that's it's,
0: a lot. a subjective stat. You know, it is the, the person in the in the arena that night is the one keeping it, so it's going to fluctuate, but.
1: I think we talked. To, I think we talked about one night where the Blues had uh, two giveaways, or some uh, the some team the Blues were playing had two giveaways in the game. I'm like two giveaways in the entire game. Come on, yeah, that's not right. But no, there's,
0: there's always going to be more than that. But I, I, say... love, I think I think giveaways
1: like in the zone that results in a scoring chance. I think that plays into it all. Yeah. So.
0: But, no, but I yeah, I thought I thought the Canadians looked. Bad, but leave it to the Blues killer Shea Weber to <laughs> right. uh, to continue to pound the Blues no matter what.
1: Well, that came from that. That was a direct result of losing a faceoff in your own zone. You don't want to lose a faceoff in your own zone, and uh, both were yeah. clean losses too. And that killed us late in the second with his uh, his shot from the point, and it killed us uh, what thirteen minutes to go in the game. Uh, uh, yeah, something like that something when they like tied that. it. Yeah, so but i mean that's that's you the faceoffs were 52 to 48% which is you know fairly close um but uh when you're up in the third period and you lose faceoffs in your own end losing faceoffs in the offensive zone is one thing you don't get a scoring chance uh, right off the right off the uh, off the gun there that's that's one thing but losing them in your own zone then that's bad so yeah they they
0: that was that I remember uh, one of our first shows of St. Louis Blues Radio talking about how the Blues signed Jason Arnott just because they needed help on defensive zone faceoffs, and because uh, that is that's an extremely important part of the game. You know, it, yep. granted these two directly led to I mean it was a, a goal right after the faceoff, but usually what you'll see when you lose a defensive zone is the offensive team gets the puck, moves it around, cycle, 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 score um' it's just' it, it's, a, it's an important part of the game to win those defensive zone face offs and the blues did not do a good job of that, and two of them ended up in the back of their net.
1: well weber's, weber's first goal uh they won the face off back he shot and it was uh either I think it went wide or but and they got, and they got it right back to him and he shot again and he scored mm-hmm. and then and then the next goal was like right off the faceoff, off and he scored and was it Weber's first goal or tying goal that, that was a curveball?
0: That was the first one I thought.
1: First one. My God, I've never seen a puck in Allen's defense. <laughs> um, that puck had no business ending up on net. That was going a couple feet wide and it curved and it went in off the post and in. That was nuts. Yeah, I mean,
0: the, the way that Allen slid on the play, you know, you could tell he was reading the puck. And okay, it's gonna end right out here in my belly. Oh wait, no, it's not. It's gonna go around me. I, it it was a boomerang. It was the weirdest thing. It,
1: yeah. You see
0: it. You see it about five times a year in the NHL, where you just a guy will take a normal shot, but the puck for some reason, it, the way it goes off a stick, maybe it hits something, but it didn't look like that one did. How it just. It, I mean, it, the trajectory of it. It's it, there is no understanding it. A lot of times I mean,
1: a lot of times pucks hit a, will
0: hit a rut in the ice or something.
1: A lot of times pucks will if they if they're on end when you hit them, when you when you take a shot, it will they'll knuckle and they'll go down or kind of like like up and down. This thing this thing was on edge and it seemed when he shot it it was almost the, uh, if you look at the, the slow-mo replay, the high-def slow-mo replay, it, the puck was almost like sideways the whole way. And so it was starting to go wide and then it was spinning uh, and it just, it just curved. It, it just, it it grabbed the air and just curved and went around Allen and in.
0: You ask any goalie in the NHL, any goalie period. And, and they watch that slow-mo replay. They'll say, yeah, I wouldn't have stopped that either."
1: It's you. I mean, you can't, you're reacting to where the puck's going and it's going wide. So you slide over and it just goes around. You can't. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't blame Allen at all for that one. Um, that's not, that's a, it's a goofy, fluky kind of goal, but, uh, it just kind of sucks that that was the, uh, late in the second that kind of gave Montreal momentum and they had, they carried that in the third and uh, they played better in the third a little bit, uh, to start off, but, um, and they got the tying goal too, but, uh, thankfully we got the lucky bounce off of the, uh, defenseman skate for, uh, Shen's third goal that, uh, that, uh, ended up being the game winner. So.
0: This was obviously wasn't on home ice, so I don't even think any hats were, were thrown. But it reminds me of, um, I think it was Kachuk in the 2002 uh, playoffs since the Red Wings um, scored a hat trick. But I think what happened was it went off his leg and nobody knew it in the arena. So when they announced the goal, the play's going. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, they announced the goal over the loudspeaker and <laughs> they announced the goal is Keith Kachuks. And uh, then people start throwing their hats on the ice. During the play. During yeah. the play. And, I mean, it And it took the referees about 10 seconds for whatever reason to blow the whistle. The play's still going. All the Red Wings players, they all have the puck, and they're like, hey, ugh, can you stop the play here, please? And, I don't, uh, do you remember that play?
1: I do. I do. I don't know if they still do this, but – I know back in the day when Shanahan was playing here for the Blues, he had a hat trick in a game, and they interviewed him afterwards. And he came out of the locker room wearing a Patriots hat, New England Patriots hat that someone had thrown on the ice. And, and they asked him about it. And they said, he said that, yeah, when you score a hat trick, they collect all the hats, and they bring them to you, the guy who scores the hat trick. And they dump them basically at your locker, or they used to. And so he was wearing one of the hats out of the pile for the interview, which is so shame him. Yeah. But uh, so I wonder if they still do that. I'm guessing no. Uh, I'm guessing
0: uh, they, no. I guess. Okay. From what I know, um, they do not dump them in front of their locker. They do put them in a room and they tell the player, Hey, do you want to come take a look at these? If you want any, you can have them. Otherwise we're going to donate them to a charity. Okay. Pretty sure that's what happened.
1: Maybe that's what it was then.
0: Uh, I'm maybe back then they did dump it in front of their locker, but I'm pretty sure now because I I was at the game the uh, uh, early in Laterra's NHL career when he scored that hat trick. I think it was against the Sabers, and um, somebody asked him that. They said, you know, hey, uh, you know, w- w- what happened with the hats? And he was, oh yeah, it was in this back room, and I came out and picked a couple of them out, and they're gonna donate the rest to charity.
1: That's so but fun. I that's what they do. <laughs> I I wash them first and then I wear them.
0: <laughs> oh, you you know that I mean that was his first career hat trick is only NHL hat trick he'll ever have. And uh, he, <laughs> um you know, I would do the same thing. If I, I scored would, a hat trick and people threw hats on the ice, I'd keep every damn one of them.
1: You know what you do? Uh, 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 especially your first one. You you obviously have the pucks, right? Or the puck the third one anyway. Yeah. And you then you get the hat you pick out at least a couple hats. And that's, that's like a shrine to me in my house. Those yeah. hats and the puck with, the, with the, uh, get a plaque made or whatever. That'd be, yeah, the hats with the puck, that's kind of cool. Yep. I'd so do that. Allen lost his skate blade in this game, which I meant to ask Bill about that while he was on, if, if he'd ever seen that happen before since he is a goalie, or was the goalie is, was, um, that I have never seen that happen before. And, and Allen said he had, that had never happened to him before ever. Where uh, he he was he was on his knees sliding across uh, sliding back into the net and uh, the skate blade hit the post and it just popped off <laughs> and uh, so he uh, he had to leave the game and uh, get his equipment looked at and checked and fixed by uh, uh, I guess Bert Godin or his assistant one of the two and uh, and uh, Hutton had to come in for a few minutes so I meant to ask Bill about that have you seen that before Jeff
0: not with a goalie. Um... I have seen a uh, a player, I think it was in the minors. Um, well, it just happened to Jonathan Druin a couple weeks ago. Did you see that? No, I didn't. I think it was last week. He, uh, Well, he's coming out for a uh, uh, warm No, it wasn't warm-ups. It was a uh, practice, a uh, morning skate.
1: And, oh, uh, yes, I did. Yeah, and
0: he forgot that he didn't have blades on his both the skates. So he stepped on the rink and <laughs> looked at what? What?
1: Yeah, well, that's a little different though, because he didn't—he didn't lose a blade on the ice. Oh. He didn't, didn't have it. Mean,
0: I think it was in the minors a couple years ago. I saw a guy; he was just skating, and the—the uh, the blade just popped out. And uh, luckily, he was right by the bench. and He just hopped onto the bench, and they paired it. But yeah, I've never seen it where it just fell out. Like, I mean, Alan—all he did was push to the side, and the fucking thing just came right out.
1: I think it—I think it came out when it when it was, his skate bumped against the post. Of the, of the goal, and it kind of just came off somehow. I, I don't know.
0: I, I don't remember what kind of skates he wears. Do you remember?
1: Uh, I'm going to guess Bauer. I don't know.
0: Yeah, well, well it's probably a good guess. Um, I, A couple of years ago, Bauer released a skate that has the, the trigger on the back. Have you seen that? No. They, have, they now have skates where there's a trigger on the back.
1: Quick change kind of thing?
0: Yeah, it's for a quick change. So that way if uh, you know, you have to go get a skate repair. You literally can just pop your, you know, during TV timeout, or or, you know, if you're a kid, uh, just jump on the bench. You don't have to go out to the um, to the uh, locker room. Uh, Just pull the trigger as hard as you can, and then you you pull it out from the back, and it literally just comes right out. You put another new one in. You're good to go. It's a it's an innovative idea, but my problem with that when I first saw this, I said, what if the puck randomly hits that trigger trigger in the right spot? What if a stick gets in there? all of a sudden that blade's going to pop out. Again, I, I didn't pay close enough attention to see if, if his skates have the triggers on it, but that's my concern, and I wonder if that's something, because that's becoming more standard now across all brands. Yeah. I'm wondering if this is going to be something we're going to see a little more often now.
1: Maybe that was it, because is the trigger on the back of the back of the skate? It's,
0: it's on the, yeah, so on the holder, it's on the back of the skate, uh, the last, I don't know what it's called, the last hole yeah. towards the back, it's literally—I hate to make the reference—it's like a gun trigger. Like if you were to hold the skate like a gun, okay, if the trigger is on the inside uh, of the, the, the last yes. hole. Okay, so that's how you pop it out. You hold it like you would a gun, and you pull it. Okay, and you rip the bottom out.
1: I don't know how that would have happened with with the way Allen, because Allen, the, the outside of his skate hit the post. I mean, was the, the 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 end of his blade, the back of his blade hit the the point of it. You know, hit the hit the post. So I I don't.
0: No idea. It, it, I mean, the thing yeah. that you have to think about too is if you know if you put that thing in and the trigger is not locked, that thing's sitting in there loose. So one wrong budge could knock that uh, blade right back out.
1: Yeah. Um. Okay. What else we got? Um. Doo-doo. Let's see. Is that about anything else on the Montreal game we talk about? Uh. What about the Thornton hit on Oshi? Since it's a, since Thornton hit Perron back in the day, and Oshi as a former Blue, uh, we'll talk about it for a second, it's kind of been talked about. Uh, uh, Thornton uh, hit Oshi on the boards in the corner and uh, basically concussed Oshi. You're uh, if you've seen the play, it's it's Oshi's in the corner, and he kind of right before Thornton uh, goes to check him, uh, Th- Oshi goes to his knees, uh, which you know Oshi does. If you've seen him play, he he falls down a lot. Um, and then uh, Thornton's uh, rear, his side, his hip kind of, uh, kind of crushed Oshi's uh, head against the boards. So, what your your take on on suspension worthy, uh, fine worthy, uh, hearing worthy, penalty worthy?
0: No, this is um, this is something I know a lot of our listeners are going to disagree with me on. I've seen a lot of tweets about this. Um, I actually had no problem uh, with this head. Now, I will say, if he gets a two minute penalty, maybe even a four maybe a misconduct and eh, maybe it would have to happen for me to see how I'd feel. Um, I'd be, un- I'd be understanding and I'd, I'd see that, but uh, I just think this is a hockey play. Um, you know, I think the problem nowadays with sports is we watch the slow motion and we say, Oh, I mean, he had a good, you know, split second to, to hold up on that hit or, you know, oh, he had a second there to, to stop and go the other way. But, if you just watch it in full speed, this game is fast. And, and, you know, we hear that all the time. And even in the NHL Explanation videos that, you know, this is a fast sport. It's fast-paced. Players can't expect it to hold up all the time. Uh, I think this is a play with Thornton's going in to help get the puck out. Um, give o- yes, he's going in to give Oshie an extra little bump uh, just because that's what players do, especially old school players like Joe Thornton. And, uh, unfortunately, Oh, was just in an awkward position. Thornton already kind of had his side turned to him, smashed his head. Um, I don't think it was intentional. Uh, I don't think Thornton even meant to hurt him at all. I mean, I think again, it was just, uh, <clears throat> coming in to support his teammate and get the puck. Um, it's just unfortunate. Um, and again, I know other people disagree, but uh, Kurt, from what I believe, you and I have already talked about this. You agree with
1: what I, I'm saying. I, we're on the same page exactly. And I think that, uh, and I don't want to be harsh about it, but I, I think that that those who are saying that this is suspension-worthy, you know, uh, ejection-from-the-game-worthy, uh, dirty play, um, no, no. It's it's not um, you watch that thing at full speed. There is no way in hell that Thornton has enough time to uh, adjust and avoid Oshi. Uh, Oshi drops to his knee. If Oshi stays on his skates, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a shoulder to shoulder, hip to hip check, whatever.
0: We're not talking about this.
1: We're not, no, no, it, it, it happens a thousand times a game. Uh, players are in the corner, they bump each other and they move on. Um, it, 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 right before Thornton gets there, because Thornton had already committed to hit him, he had already committed to hitting him. He kind of turned and went to hit him, and Oshi drops to his knees, not to avoid the hit. Um, he, I think he may have like lost his balance or something, or or went down, but whatever. And he, and, and Thornton's hip just crushes Oshi's face and head against the against the boards. It, it, it's and like you said, it's one of those plays that hockey is a rough game. It's a fast game. Sometimes players get hurt, and it's nobody's fault. That's just that was what that play was um and it's it's a it's a it's a big boy sport and players throw hits and they get hit and they get hurt and thornton if he wanted to hurt oshi he would have went in with much more speed force and actually actually leaned into him when he hit he didn't he he went in he glided he glided in wasn't going fast it just hitting it just got caught wrong it just it was a um it was an unfortunate play for oshi and i don't i don't think uh and I, I and I, I said this before. I don't I don't like Thornton. I don't. I, I've I've never liked him ever since the prawn thing and the comments he made afterwards. I've just held a grudge against him. It's he's a great player. He's a fantastic player. Uh, Future all the famer. Um, but I, I don't I don't think there's any any anything. Uh, people, I'd love to have somebody on to disagree with me. too we can go back and forth and talk about why we thought that it was a dirty play. I'd love to have the video on it and to break it down because I don't I don't see how anybody could say. And I saw a bunch of tweets say this that oh he made no effort to get out of the way of Oshi. I'm like he had time. He was it was it was a bang bang quick play in the corner and Oshi went down the last second. You can't expect you can't put that on Thornton to, to and blame him for knocking out of the way because that's just it's just it was an it was a it was a it was a happenstance in hockey and Oshi got hurt and we move on. It's just it, it happens.
0: We said you love to have someone on. Is this a good time to open it up?
1: Uh, it is I opened up like like uh, two minutes ago. So we opened it up uh, let's go blues.com slash radio. If anybody likes to join us and talk about the, uh, the Thornton I wish you hit or the uh, uh, you know the blues and Doug Armstrong uh, working on a contract extension, which we'll talk about here in a second. Um, or anything else uh, you want to talk about take, pissed, happy? You want to talk about what kind of mattress you just bought, whatever. I don't know what are we talking about.
0: Uh yeah, and you know and to close up the the O'Shee and Thornton talk, you kept saying hit, which it was a hit. I mean that that registers as a hit. But to me, even when I play ice hockey, that's a bump. You yeah. know, that's that's not even really a hit. It's a it's a I'm going to come in and try to help get this puck from you cuz you know his other teammate was I don't remember who it was, but but somebody else was there for the Sharks. Um I'm gonna come in, try to get the puck from you, and make you know I'm here. You know? I'm not coming in to maliciously hit you, but I'm going to impede you, and I'm going to step in front of you so that way you know I'm right here and you're not going anywhere. That's just a it's just a, a hockey bump. But again, because of the awkward position, Oshi and I'm not blaming him, it, it was an unfortunate circumstance, but because of the position Oshi put himself in, um, because he started to fall. Um, uh, Thornton could not let up at that point. It was, he was too close to the boards to let up. And, uh, it's just unfortunate. I hope Oshi has a, a safe and quick return, but, uh, I don't know. I, I, I guess I understand why Tom Wilson went after him at the end of the game or towards the uh, later parts of the game, but eh, I, that, to me, is another one of those, and I think I've bitched about this on the show before. I'm so tired of players having to defend clean hits. Maybe, and I get that that one in Tom Wilson's eyes and the rest of the Capitals' eyes was not a clean hit. I get that. But if you have time to review the play, I'm sorry, any hockey player, I, in my opinion, <laughs> will agree that that's not a dirty hit.
1: I, 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 Like I said, I'd love to talk to somebody who thinks it is and uh, get their take and then and then argue. Because <laughs> I, I, I totally, vehemently disagree. Um, um, and,
0: sorry, I, I can't be that guy for you.
1: Well, um, you know, uh, maybe uh, we'll get somebody on to talk about it. But I don't, you know what? Uh, you mentioned that uh, uh players that uh, defend clean, uh, try and defend clean hits and, and get in fights for clean hits. I, I look at it a different way. I look at it, I don't I don't mind somebody going after somebody else who who hits the the bejeebus out of one of your players uh on a clean hit. I don't mind somebody jumping him and go and, and dropping the gloves or dropping gloves later. The way I look at it is like I, I get that clean hit should should be, you know, it's, it's clean hit, it's a clean hit. So it shouldn't be a penalty. But the thing is that challenging that guy to a fight or or a, a scuffle or whatever afterwards for dishing out the clean hit. It's almost like saying okay if you're gonna throw your body around like that and and play like that which is it's legal it's fine but if you're gonna do that then you know we're we're gonna fight you um so i i i I like that it's a defending your your team and that okay if you're gonna play that rough and hit that hard then uh we don't like it so we're gonna we're gonna uh challenge you on it so maybe in the future they wouldn't dish out as hard of a hit, maybe, or they'd take second thoughts about it. Uh,
0: I agree n- with that, but I just think in terms of hockey code, I think it should be, we're going to hit you back harder.
1: Oh, I am
0: making I'm, a guy fight over that is
1: ridiculous. I'm, gr- I'm, 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 I'm all on board with, with stepping up the play, and then, okay, we'll, we'll hit the crap out of you next. So that's fine. Um, I'd rather see that, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. But um, but if you're going to go the route of challenging the guy to a fight, and if he agrees and fights, um, then I guess he gets it—the um, the code or whatever. But uh, but yeah, I, I uh, yeah no, I agree. I, I think I think uh, 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 an uptick in the physical game uh, to retaliate is the better way to go. Obviously, but I think if you're going to you know challenge guy to a fight, I'm not I'm not uh, down. I'm not against that per se. Just to defend your team, you know, for next time. Uh, So the Blues and Doug Armstrong are working on a contract extension. (laughs) And I and I wanted to ask Bill again before he left here because I know he's been a huge uh, Armstrong uh, uh, hater. Uh, Well, you know, it it was he wanted Armstrong gone in the past, um, like a lot of people did. Um, So I wanted to kind of get his take on the the extension, which is probably going to happen, I guess. Um. So your your thoughts on the? I, and I assume this is a, a good time for Armstrong because in you know after the after the draft, which he came out smelling like a rose, uh, a good time to renegotiate or to extend his contract.
0: See, I, okay, well, I, everyone knows too that I'm like Bill. I yeah. uh, I want Armstrong gone, and at you, still, point, you still
1: want him gone? You still want him gone?
0: Um, not okay. <laughs> let, let me explain myself. Um the last four years, uh, okay. After the wild series, when they lost to the wild, uh, what was that? fourteen? 15, uh, uh, sure. Whatever I it was. Um, yeah. I think it was 14. I could be wrong, but, uh, I would have fired Ken Hitchcock at that point. And yeah, I think- if I was, if I, if I would, which I, I'm, I'm unlike bill. I was never someone against Hitchcock. I always liked him, and I still do. Um, I respect him for what he did with this team. Uh, But um, the fact that that was inexcusable. blue should have won that series. Bad decisions made during that series, um, and bad decisions made in the series before the the constant first-round losses they had under Hitchcock. Um, I would have let him go at that point um the fact that he didn't as stillman going into the next year i would have said okay you don't do something this year you're both gone and they hit a rough patch that year that was the year they went to the western final but um they did hit a rough patch that year i would have fired armstrong then no doubt in my mind and hitchcock replaced them both um i would have still Let Hitchcock go last year, not Hitchcock, uh, Armstrong go last year. Um, His handling of the coaching, it's obviously worked out. But at the time, hiring an associate coach, letting Shaw walk, letting Mueller walk, it looked so bad. And then the team on the ice last year, in my opinion, was garbage. I don't think they they belonged in the playoffs. They got hot after the coaching fire. Um, I would have let him go last year. Then the LaTerra trade happened. <laughs> and and I think every Blues fan will agree with this. The LaTerra trade happened. The Ryan Reeves trade happened. Um, the uh, Just everything since uh, has just been, it, like you said, made him smell like roses. Um, so right now, contract's up. Here's what I think should happen. I still am not sold 100% on Armstrong being this team's GM. Um, However, I'd like to give him one more year. So no matter, regardless, what happens this year, he did such a good job in the past eight, nine months. Maybe not even that, seven, six, seven months. (laughs) He's done such a good job in that time that I'd say, okay, we're willing to give you another year. Here's your offer of one year. Then... See what happens next summer because uh, next summer is going to be a big year for the Blues. Um, there's going to be some free agents on the market. There's some guys up. I, I can't recall who, but I know there's a couple guys up for free agency. You might want to look that up. I don't know. but um, I'd like to give him one more year. I've seen people say, oh, well, they could just agree on three years. Um, I, I don't know if I'm ready for another three years of Armstrong. He's He's hit a gold mine this year, but He's had that before, and it's faltered, and, and nothing was done that summer except tell us, oh, I'm going to go get Vladimir Sobotka, and everything's going to be great. So, yeah, I'd like one more year of Armstrong. And then if he continues to to be the GM we've seen in the past couple months, then, yeah, let's uh, let's keep going. Uh, I'll close my thoughts on this and let you talk uh, with something Art Lippo said. Uh, if you don't follow Art Lippo, follow Art Lippo as well. Great Twitter follow. Um, it's
1: A-R-T-L-I-P-P-O. Um, he about- oh, sorry about that. What would you go to? I went to... My God, my ears are burning now. <laughs> uh, I opened a web page uh, to look at the uh, free agents, and a video played automatically. Oh, I hate that. Oh, my God.
0: I talked about that
1: on the show. on my laptop. You
0: know, so, Art Lippo tweeted something um, that said... Uh, can we just chalk the LaTerra trade up to uh, Armstrong being in a contract year?
1: Yeah, I saw that.
0: I thought that was, yeah, I mean, he's right. Like that, that is the equivalent of when, you know, Patrick Berglund scores 20 goals in a contract year or whatever, you know, I mean, it's, that's the equivalent of that. He's right. And, uh, we'll see what happens, but you know, Kurt, what are your thoughts on this?
1: No, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I, I kind of, uh, agree with you for the most part on that. Um, I I kind of soured on Armstrong and uh, Hitch, uh, yeah, Armstrong w- with the uh, the whole uh, uh, lame duck coach uh, thing with, with with the coaching issue uh, with the with the coach in waiting when you know wasn't waiting. I, I didn't like that. I was fine, I was pretty fine with Armstrong and Hitchcock before that. Um, even though I was really really disappointed with the loss to Minnesota, um, I get it, but I think uh. I was not I was always a, I was always a Hitchcock fan. Um because I remember where we were before him. So um but yeah, I I, I appreciate where we where we are now. So I think uh that, that comes into play for me a lot. I I, I don't wanna go back to where, where before. Um but uh and I and I, I was not a big fan of the O hiring actually uh, at the time. I didn't like it. Um but uh, it is it has turned out to be uh, pretty good so far. I mean we haven't won anything yet, so uh let's win something first before I start uh you know, before we start sucking each other's, you know what's before. Uh, the, <laughs> you know, the, you know how the phrase goes.
0: I never want to wait for that.
1: No. Um, but I'm looking at free agents here. Um,
0: you mean okay? So next year, I got it pulled up too. Uh, UFAs for the Blues: Paul Stastny, uh, Kyle Brodziak, Scotty Upshaw, Magnus Paarv uh rfas you've got dimitri yashkin oscar sunquist uh joel edmondson and i'm sorry another ufa is carter hutton Robbie so there's some per- i mean there's two centers in there stasty and Brodziak. that's gonna have to be figured out yeah um and then obviously some of your role guys uh yashkin uh Upshaw, rv all up uh and then you gotta sign Joel Edmondson to an extension. Granted, chances are he's gonna want something more than a bridge deal too. So big year for Armstrong. I say this is the team he's built, give him at least one more year. But I am so worried that it's gonna be a long term let's remember what you did lately, five, six, seven year extension.
1: Oh man, that's a long time.
0: I hope it's not I was thinking
1: time. I was thinking like three years.
0: I don't I don't want that either. I think that's still too long
1: too. No, no, I when you said long term I thought I thought you were going to say 3. <laughs> Man, Not see, I'm five.
0: crazy. I'm crazy in thinking I and, and you know obviously they can draw their prices up every year. If I were a, a an owner, I would hire my GM. I would tell him you're getting one year contracts. I want to see what you're going to do every year. Now maybe that's insane, but that's what I would want. I don't want a guy getting comfortable and just laying back and saying, "Well, he can fire me. doesn't matter. He's still going to have to pay me.
1: Stasny is. there's no way he's coming back. There's just no I, way. If he takes a discount. Oh, that's, well, yes. with, a, with like a, I'm like a $2 million discount.
0: Oh, I think even more than that. I think he'd have to take about 2.5 to 3. Yeah,
1: I, was, I was thinking like 5, signing for 5. Yeah. He makes, he makes uh, 7.5 well, like seven now. So I was thinking 5. So 2.5, yeah. I thinking
0: if you can get him to 4.5, 4.7, I think that'd be pretty solid.
1: I think I think a team uh, somebody will get more than
0: that. Oh, they will. He knows it too.
1: Well, oh, his, his cap hits seven. That's what I was looking at. His salary is seven I and a half. You,
0: maybe you give him a, a four point five or so, and then you you riddle his uh, contract with uh, possible bonuses.
1: <sighs> That's the way to go because uh, he is not going to hit bonus level stuff the way he's been going. So no incentive for him. Yeah, I I but I, I don't I don't see him coming back. So that I mean that, that's frees up money for, I mean, Emerson's not going to c- come in that much more of an increase. I mean, he's going to make more. He's making, oh, let's see, he's uh, what, one point two, one point oh five is what I have. That's the cap hit. He's making. Uh, he's making one point two. Yeah. So. Okay. This year. So his, his he's he'll what thinking, two or so two and a half. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. But, then, I mean, but then they got people to sign. But yeah. that,
0: that's what I'm saying is, is I think somebody said earlier they, they didn't have any problems with the contracts that Armstrong signed, and uh, I have.
1: Uh, well, Laterra is the one.
0: LaTera was one. Uh, I thought the Steve Ott contract was ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: uh, Derek <laughs> Roy, uh, he's had a lot of bad contracts. Um, I'm
1: going gonna, I'm gonna to so, go uh, the Steen contract. I liked it at the time. I don't know. I
0: still don't hate it. But again, it's what I said last week. It's what all GMs do. They he paid him for what he's done, not what he's going to do, and that's you right. can't you can't do that as a GM.
1: So I'm looking at other UF other uh, UFAs for next season. So far, so we got Thornton. Was I guess it's updated? Thornton Nash, uh, Daniel Sedin, Tavares, uh, Hendricks. I guess both Sedin's. But they're not leaving Vancouver. Uh, Paul Stasny, uh Placanic, Mike. Green. There's a lot of good names. I, I don't think Vancouver wants the Sabines anymore. Tavares. That's who I want.
0: Yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> there, are, there are 31 teams that want him.
1: we will make 11 million next year. Yeah. But.
0: So what do you? So what do you do? You sign Armstrong to a one, two, three-year contract. You let him walk
1: what would what, what i do or what i think's gonna happen
0: so 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 let me just add in my last comment on this i don't understand why they have to be talking extension right now i would tell them, listen this is the team you're you've built i don't care if you have other offers on the table i want to see what this team does i've we've we've gone with your methods for years and years why are we talking in December before your contract's up in July or whatever, whenever contracts are up for GMs? I would wait. What, there's no rush. I'd wait it out. But what would you do?
1: It's like the Latera extension. We had a whole lot of time to just wait on that extension before we did it, and we didn't. Yep. Uh, I would... I, yeah, you know, a GM is different than a, different, different than a player. Um, maybe it's that maybe it might weigh on a player's mind and affect his performance. Maybe with his his uh, uncertainty of where he's gonna be next year. Um, I can see where that might come into play for some players. Um, but you wouldn't think a GM would really. I don't know. I, I if they want to renegotiate it, um, I wouldn't. I, I I wouldn't go. I'd go. I'd go. I'd go two years on it. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go any more than that. I, I but I, I but I, I don't see the rush right now, but I guess I understand. Maybe maybe Armstrong's I bet your Armstrong's pushing it. You think to renegotiate? He's got to sure be. That's
0: what it is. I'm sure he's saying, "Hey, my my contract's up. You yeah. can talk to me now." Yeah. But if I'm Stillman, I'm saying, "Hey, buddy, you've given us a lot of shit over the years." You know. <laughs> I mean, uh, and but someone did bring well, up a comment. Uh, I, I saw, and I think it was on Twitter. I don't remember exactly where, but. Somebody did say p- pre-Hitchcock and post-Hitchcock. Armstrongs looked pretty good as a GM. Was it that Hitchcock had his hand hands a oh, little too involved, too involved with what Armstrong was doing?
1: I'm sure. They were buddies. I'm That's sure they, they had great uh, uh, I'm sure he, they had like 50-50 input on moves. I had I'm sure of it.
0: I mean, you want your coach's input. You know, you want to say, hey, you know, like uh, I'm sure that that, uh, the Chris Russell trade. I'm sure Armstrong, when he hired him, said, hey, you've been around the Columbus organization. Is there anyone over there we need to grab? I'm sure he said, yeah, this guy Chris Russell, he's great. He's not getting the minutes he deserves. Okay, we're wanting to get rid of this Nikita Nikita guy. Let's see what we can do. Um, I'm sure that that was part of it. But at the same time, the GM needs to say, you know, hey, this ain't working. I'm going to make some changes. I'm going to run them by you before I do them, but there's going to be changes made, and you're just going to have to go with it if it's uh, something you don't like. I don't know. I I mean... And it seems like Yo has been fine. I mean, granted, he hasn't made any earth-shattering trades except the Latera trade, but... Um, I'm sure it seems like Yo and him are, haven't had any issues with that. Uh, Davis Payne and him didn't seem like there's any issues. I mean, he had a couple trades under Payne, and uh, you know, they it was all for the better. Uh, I, I, even, I even or for the better.
1: I think I think as important and as good as the Latera and Shen move was. Getting Laterra off this team. How many times do we say, move him for anything? Anything. Wave him. We I talked about that. Waivers. Yeah, you said that. Put him on waivers just to send a message. Um, because if somebody would take him, we'd love it. Lose him for nothing. We'd love it. We got Braden Shen. Oh, my God. for yeah. Plus a couple picks. Uh, first round. But still.
0: Let, I, let me ask you that, this. That
1: That alone. That alone. I'm sorry. I I I I as as you know, Armstrong's had some bad bad contracts. I agree. Um and based on and, and it wouldn't have surprised me in the past if he had gotten uh, canned uh like you said after the Minnesota series. Um you know, I would have understood that. But based on the recent moves during the draft, uh, I that that is that is a uh, miracle worthy. It it, it it I I would I would reward him for that and I would give him a couple two maybe three years. I I that I that, that is that big of a deal to me. Getting rid of that Latour contract and what we got in place of him and moving uh, uh Reeves and getting costing with that pick. That that's I that, that the, the blues I, it, far and away the winners in that draft that year. Last year.
0: See now you look at next year, it's big. But the year after that, you have Chris Thorburn's contract up, thank God. Uh, <laughs> Sammy Blay is an RFA. But your defense, that's where there's going to be some shakeups. Bomeister, Gunnarsson, and Bortuzzo are all up in uh, 2020, right?
1: Okay, I, I failed at
0: 2019, 2019,
1: So okay. Those are the bottom three. Defenseman,
0: your bottom three defensemen, exactly. <laughs> um, money will be freed up from Jay Meester falling off the books. Yeah, Doug Armstrong has been known to make some very bad signings, including Jay Meester. So, I would say again, this yeah. summer coming up with with what we discussed earlier, I think that needs to play a major role on whether he is going to be involved okay. in the contract discussions for those three defensemen.
1: So really, your main concern is Bomeister's contract. <laughs> That's what you I don't agree. want. You don't want him to have his hands on Bomishev's contract, or no, <laughs> I deep. need that guy gone. <laughs> I agree.
0: I am going to tell you what a um, what in a, a Hall of Famer defenseman told me in the press box uh, my last year when I was in the box. Um, what happened to that guy? He used to be good. Anyone can walk him at this point. He
1: got walked through the night.
0: Yeah, I. I know he's come back from injury, but that guy should not be playing. No.
1: I, and then, uh, I mean, third pairing at best, you know. Um, uh what am I looking at here? Uh, defenseman. Yeah. So Boemister makes uh his cap hits five point four, and he makes five point four this year. So that's significant. You know, I mean, you know, if you can finagle it, you got Stasny's contract coming off the books next next season after this year. You've got Bullmeister after the following year. That's enough for uh, Tavares.
0: There has been talk. No, (laughs) it is. And, you know, if Wallman's ready, maybe they say let's roll with these homegrown talent. But there's been talks because the Blues have not had a buyout in all of the years that Armstrong has been GM. I think they, they said that they that they're one of two teams, and the other team is the Vegas Golden Knights. Yep. Um. That would be a great candidate right there. Buy him out at the end of this year. That frees up all the money you need, I would, I think, for Tavares. And I'm not. I don't think it's going to happen. No. But if that's something the Blues want to pursue,
1: we don't that's the in, way to do it. We we are very rarely do we sign big name free agents. <laughs> in no,
0: we haven't and. And to be honest, I mean, if you can get Stastny back for cheap, which I don't know, you'd have to have it. before. you would have to work that deal out long before. I mean, I'm talking now. Yeah, they're gonna have to work that deal out. The and the closer to- you get to July one, the more he realizes how much money he can make.
1: And he'd have to want to stay here and to yeah. take a pick out to play here. I, I mean, that's that's what it takes because he. He's gonna get offered more from somebody and, and from
0: what I've heard there has not been any discussions so I don't think he's back either
1: i I don't see how he can be at, at close to his salary now I can't i I just not it does it makes zero sense
0: I think he'll get six million somewhere else
1: he's a nice player but he's not he's not what his contract is i i I, I was happy to get him but he hasn't performed at the level that his contract is you know warranting so no yep I, but so it just bringing, yeah, bring in, yeah well, let's work on getting Tavares. If, if Armstrong can get Tavares, that'll.
0: Okay, yeah. If Armstrong gets Tavares, in order to do that, I think he has to buy out Bullmeister. If that happens, sign him to a 25 year extension. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Talking about having Shen and Tavares up the middle. I'm fine with that.
1: You know what? I, lo- I love. Uh the occasional good free agent signing because it doesn't cost you anything except money. And yeah, you may have to overpay to get somebody now and then like we did with Stasny, we had to overpay, mm-hmm. but you didn't have to give up prospects or you know, a good roster player to get him. You, you didn't subtract from your franchise to get this guy signing a free agent. If it's the right guy and fits in with the mix and it doesn't cost you too much money, um, your team gets exponentially better right away. So that's, that's a, a bonus for that. And it's, a shame uh, because, it's a shame because this, this team, this franchise, has historically not signed big-name free agents in their prime, ever. And the, the, the first one they did was Stasny, because you can't count Korea. He was past his prime. Who else is there? Free agent, big name, in their prime. No one, ever. Yeah,
0: I'm, nothing's coming to mind.
1: I mean they they've signed free agents before but they've been past their prime.
0: granted, I, granted the last since the, 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 the uh the cap came into play, big names are never really available anymore. Right. But even like mid level guys, I can't I mean the only one that comes to mind is Korea. And like you said, that's past his prime. That was way past his prime. And Musical. I was not happy with that.
1: No ah. a, a lot of people were
0: Signed him. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me.
1: I was, I was kind of cool with the whole novelty thing of it, but I, but I was like, yeah, he's past his prime. For that money,
0: he got uh, was it three years, Uh, eighteen, yeah, eighteen million, I think. (sighs) Ugh,
1: it's like it's like the Yager thing.
0: That was to get butts in the seats. That's all it was.
1: Well, the Yager thing, Yager is making like one this year or something, one or two million. Um, I didn't want him here. Yeah, people, but some people wanted him here for the novelty. Which, I it'd have been cool to see him play in a Blues jersey. I, I get that, but I he would not have helped this team. Upshaw's outscoring him, which yeah. I think before the season, or when we we're talking about you know, possibly signing Yager, the Blues are interested. I was like, you give Upshaw Yager's minutes, and Upshaw will outscore Yager, and he's he's getting a little over half of the minutes Yager gets, and Upshaw has eleven points, and Yager has seven. Uh, games played is different because Yager's been hurt a little bit, um, so Upshaw's played a few more games. But um, Upshaw also plays eight minutes a game, nine minutes a game. Uh, Yager plays like fifteen. So, uh, you know, I, I'm 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 just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Uh, up next for the Blues, uh, the Blues are at home against the Stars on Thursday night. Dallas goalie Ben Bishop will not make the trip. He's hurt again, again. Uh, Dallas is currently 16, 11, and 3 and sitting sixth in the West. Five points by the Blues, and they are 7 3 0 in their last 10 and are coming off a 5 2 loss against Nashville. So, uh, uh, Stars games. Always fun against the Blues. Yeah,
0: the the last time the Blues played, the Stars looked like a a Francis Howells inline team.
1: Dumpster fire? Yeah,
0: they did not look good. Um, But. They're starting to, I think, understand Hitchcock's system a little better. Um, The goal scoring's been coming a little more. Uh, Defense has been a little more solid. Uh, They've been playing a lot better lately. So uh, don't remember that last Stars game with the Blues lose. Don't be saying, "Oh, they completely outplayed them last time. Uh, It was a completely different team, different situation. It should be a pretty fun game, I think.
1: I, I always like playing the stars, uh, because I like to hate on Jamie Ben. I of all the superstars in the league, I don't know what your feelings are towards Ben. I can't stand that guy. I I, I don't like him. I think he's he's unnecessarily dirty. I you
0: know? would uh, love to go in my closet right now and pull out my Jamie Ben jersey. Yeah. I uh, I got his jersey when I lived in Dallas because I can was like, such you a can, big fan of his.
1: You can like the guy. I I think he's dirty
0: uh you know what he is he is uh but you know what though he i to me is the closest thing this league has to brendan shanahan and that's what i like about him
1: you know what if he was on if he was on my this is the way sports works yes if he was on my team i would love the crap out of him yep he's on a different team a a rival team too so i hate him i'm allowed to it's a I
0: will say that when they played them in the playoffs, I wanted that guy out of the lineup. I didn't want him playing. He's not only is he dangerous, but yeah, he's he's a he's a yeah. dirty asshole.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's sports. I mean, I'm you know, you, you and that's uh, people are, "Oh, you're hypocritical. You'd love him." Well, yeah, I'd love him as on my team, but he's not and he's so I can hate him. Yeah. It works. Um want to do some social media fails. Of course. All right.
0: So uh, <laughs> we have uh, this is one thread in the Blues Lounge. Uh, our friends, at the Blues Lounge, um, and uh, you want to kind of go back and forth here. You one, I'll
1: uh, I haven't read yet, so I will. I'll be okay, doing.
0: Right, you right. do, uh, You do. Dave Newkirk. Okay. Dave, <laughs> the, th- th-
1: us- the third uh, instance there.
0: Uh, you're the second instance.
1: Okay. Right. right, Sure. Sorry. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, The other one was a response directly to him. Uh, so yeah, uh, Dave, you just got a call out on let's go blues radio. Congratulations. Uh, Dave was actually the, uh, the good fan here. The, uh, the one that, um, I don't have a problem with it was, uh, Mr. Joseph (laughs) Mosley mostly that, uh, said something a little silly. So in a thread discussing what you do with your Jersey after the player on the back of the Jersey is traded or signs elsewhere. Uh, this, again, was in the St. Louis Blues Lounge. Joseph <laughs> Mosley says, Depends on who it is. Still wear my halak. Threw away my Bacchus. Uh,
1: threw away? If you don't mind me asking, why?
0: Lost all respect for him. Players play to win the cup. Sure, the money has to be there with a the team, but he left for a team with a, with a less chance of winning for an extra year on his contract. The dollar amounts per year were the same, but the Bruins offered a longer deal. He left a city and organization that stood behind him and his chance to compete for a cup for an extra year on his deal that he would have gotten anyways if he performed well. In comparison, Malak was traded and didn't want to leave here. He is still underappreciated to this day, leading a, quote, joke of a team to the World Cup of Hockey finals and being sent to the minors by the Islanders, but still coming in and giving his all when they decide they need him and providing solid goaltending. Meanwhile, Backus more than likely will never see the end of his contract before being bought out, which he probably figured would happen, which is why he wanted that extra year and chose money over winning and people. Um, Joe, this is a job. You know, like we look at this as entertainment. This is a job for people. Uh, So, you're telling me that if you were offered a job in St. Louis for $50,000, and, you know, hey, you could stay in St. Louis, your family stays here, your family's here, everything's here, everything's great, but you got offered a job in, I don't know, let's say, Boston for $1 million, you wouldn't at least consider that? You wouldn't at least be like, maybe I could live in Boston, Uh, This is a job for him. It's his livelihood. A lot of guys don't really have a plan for what they do after hockey. So they know they have to make that money right away, right now. Make the money so that way their family is going to be fine in 40 years. You know, I mean, it's, it's a business. Yes, we want these guys to stay. And yes, we want them here. But you're throwing away your jersey for a guy who provided the Blues. With many many years of solid work and, and a good attitude and, and leadership, uh, because you're mad that he left for money, um, kind of disagree with you there.
1: Yeah, I, I uh, that's that's a that's an age old argument. Um, that yeah, people that fans t- that they, they like you said it's they it's entertainment for us, but uh, you have to understand that. It's a business. It's their job for the players. So I, I don't recall too many players in the history of any sport turning down probably five million dollars was extra. It was, was was back his make? Uh, six. six so it's an extra year. So extra six million dollars. Um. Yeah. And so it's says guaranteed. So he's getting that money regardless. So it's uh he doesn't get that money if he injures himself here or doesn't perform as expected and. So that's that's a lot of money, just sitting there, to turn away. So I, I mean, I loved Bacchus time here. Fantastic player, did some great things for us. Great leader, great guy in the community. Um, good teammate, um, produced well, but uh, it was a clean player, and he and he played physical, which is something rare. You don't see too much today that the really physical players that uh, have a clean reputation. Um, but yeah, I you you can't. Yeah, I was I was really glad that the Blues did not uh, match Boston's offer. To be honest, because they, they overpaid for him, and good for Bacchus for getting it. Really, um, but yeah, it's I mean, that's that's business, and I think the I think Bacchus was on the decline anyway. So really, honestly, you probably didn't want him here anyhow any longer.
0: No, I mean his time here was done. Um, even if the Blues would have given him just the the four years instead of the five you want him here for five point five to six million he's not that player and honestly i don't and i like david backus uh, like you Kurt, I'm a big fan of his um i don't think he was worth that even in his prime
1: he you know he's
0: a solid player but i don't think he's a six million dollar player even five six years yeah. ago
1: no, I mean maybe the year maybe he earned it the year he scored twenty something goals, whatever it was. Thirty goals. Did he had thirty goals one year. Uh, maybe maybe 41. that year. Maybe that year he earned his money, but uh, yeah, for the most part, no. I don't think so. I think it was more intangibles that he got paid for, which it's hard to measure. So he had thirty one goals twice.
0: Two thousand eight, okay. two thousand nine, and two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. Okay. Uh yeah, and you know, he's again not saying anything negative about the guy. Um Valiant Warrior here. We loved him, but you're throwing a jersey away. You're throwing a jersey away. I hope you're not being honest. You know what? Um, uh, if, no. it, if if it were you know, and, and you may disagree here, for me, what Brett Hall did, that is a time that I would consider throwing away my jersey. I don't know how you felt about that, but the well, Blues were on the upswing, and he left to go to another team, yeah. and then he left again to go to the damn Red Wings and win a cup with them. Yep. That, to me, that is way worse than what David Backus did.
1: A whole shot a puck at Quinville, too. Yes, he did. Uh, during practice. Uh, disagreement. So, uh, Hull was a hothead. Um, I, I liked – Hull was never my favorite player on the team. It, when Shanahan was here, he was my favorite. Uh, Pronger was my favorite player, uh, for a long time. Uh, Hull was never my favorite. I mean, I liked Hull. Um, great player, fan, fantastic. Uh, I mean, th- there are, there are people saying that he is the greatest goal scorer of all time. Uh, I had the greatest goal scoring season of all time. Uh, we talked about that one episode. Um, his his eighty six beats Gretzky's ninety two because of uh uh the uh, style of hockey and the and the whatnot eras. But uh, anyway. Uh, and and this this guy too, Joseph. Um, I'm calling him baloney. He didn't throw away a jersey. He didn't throw it away. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. I think he, he gave it to somebody. Or doesn't wear. He maybe doesn't wear it anymore. Maybe
0: he donated it. Maybe he gave it to a kid.
1: Or maybe he just deemed it unwearable and just leaves it in his closet. If
0: you throw that jersey away. I wish very bad things on you.
1: An idiot. Give it to who will. you don't want to wear it anymore. Um, he didn't, he didn't all right. it
0: another another part of this thread. Now I want to say. There is a possibility this one is, um, is, is sarcastic. So if it is, Marty Pilkington, uh, please contact us and let us know, and, and we will retract you being a part of social media fails. But another part of this thread, remember the original thread is, what do you do with your jersey after that player has been traded or signs elsewhere? He says, get one with your name on it. Should be long-term unless your spouse trades you. That could that could be sarcasm. But if it's not, go to hell, Marty.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you, I'm
0: sorry, and I know people who listen to the show have probably done this. I am so 1,000% against people getting their own name on their jersey.
1: Yeah, me too. Um, unless, it, unless you played on the team. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now I'll say, I have a friend with the last name of Miller... That got a Ryan Miller jersey when he was traded here. That's different. I'm cool with that.
1: Well, uh, if I bought a Price jersey for Montreal, it's, it's not my name on the back, but it's you know, I, I, I it, it's an association. It's kind of cool. It's, hey, that's my name too. Um, but it's still, it's not my name. The but, only
0: Ponders I've ever, that have ever played are football players.
1: I think Price is the only one. Uh, Carey Price is the only Price that's ever played in the NHL. I think. I think. But yeah, no, I, I am I am full board on that. You do you do not. Uh, Clark Griswold in the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation got his name on the back of his jersey. Griswold, double zero, I believe. Yeah, it's not it's not a good thing to do. Not cool. Yeah.
0: It's it's unattractive.
1: It's unattractive. Uh, uh, it screams of arrogance and uh, ignorance. <laughs> yeah. Of uh, of uh, it, it screams that you you're. Yeah, I I don't, uh, you don't do it. You just don't. don't. My
0: my dad, years ago, um, got a Cardinals jersey with his name on the back, and that was because uh, the company he had worked for, that was his present. Uh, He had been there with them for 15 years, so they got him a Cardinals jersey with Ponder 15 on the back. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, Did he ever wear it? No. No. (laughs) <laughs> he got it framed and put it up in his bedroom. Okay, I'm fine with that. That's cool. You do that kind of stuff, I'm definitely cool with that. And you know what? I would even maybe consider it if you got one and did that exact same thing. Just put it in your bedroom, on display, whatever. But wearing it out? No. Once you get that jersey, it shouldn't leave your house. But even then, I still don't think I'm okay with it.
1: Yeah, I, I I can't. I it's it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like when people talk wrong, uh, use um, use their their your your you know the wrong the spellings, uh, imp- improper grammar. Uh, people make assumptions about your intelligence when you when you use poor grammar, right? Uh, even if it's like texting, still you make assumptions. Um. It's like, gosh, does he really know it's not You know, Y-O-U-R? <laughs> They're no. supposed to be a right? you know, Or is it just a typo? You don't know. So big assumptions. Um, it's kind of like the jersey thing. So if, if, if I see him in a Blues game, I see a Blues jersey with the guy's name on the back, that's it, his own, I make assumptions about his intelligence level uh, with the game. The, the, he doesn't know the unwritten rules or the, the history or, the, or this is not cool. That, that's, that's, that's what happens.
0: That is definitely a jersey foul. Yes, it is. Um, Because my first thing that I do, um, and it's silly because I instantly know that it's not a real person. When I see a name I don't know on a blues jersey, I start going through my mind. I'm like, wait a minute. That's not right. Is that uh, a player-worn jersey? Maybe that guy actually does exist. And then within five seconds, I'm like, no, he's just one of those assholes that has his own name on it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> maybe it's a guy oh oh yeah my my uh my second cousin played for the blues uh three games back in 1974 so i'm Oh, i don't know who the hell it is no, maybe. you
2: know
0: you know what was funny was one time i saw a guy he was wearing uh the blues jersey from like oh three oh four era and it said kennedy 12 on the back and i was instantly like you asshole you <laughs> know like come on and and then then I started remembering, it was like later in the game, I'm like, wait a minute. And I looked it up. Chris Kennedy played for the Blues for like five games, and it was he wore the number 12. So either that guy shared the same last name, or that was a game-used jersey. So I was like, yeah. hey, what, I take back all the mean things I was thinking about that guy.
1: So you got to be sure. Now, yep. If you're going to accuse somebody, you got to be sure. Yep. What about what about the jerseys that have like uh, Lord Stanley on the back of the name? Nope. Yeah, I don't like those either.
0: Got to be a player name. Yeah, me too. Now, I will say there was one exception. Um I did see one time and I saw him all the time. He was always at the games uh back in the day. I I didn't I would never do it myself, but I didn't chastise him for it. There was a guy who had a jersey that said uh the nameplate said "Oh baby" and the uh the numbers were exclamation points. Okay. I was like I would never do that, but I'm okay with that. That's cool.
1: Yeah, like a, a, a tribute to Kim Wilson. Yeah. Okay. I guess. I could,
0: I could live with that. Uh, like, that's the only time I've ever said that if it wasn't a player name.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, it's almost always got to be a player name for me. Yeah. Although, ones that aren't, I'll say this. Case-by-case case basis. Oh, okay, if it's your last name, it's automatically wrong. But like the, the novelty ones, like, like Lord Stanley or O'Baby... Oh Okay, case-by-case case basis. I want to see it. I want to think about it. I'll determine if it's cool or not. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, we I, I don't think we have any uh, folks uh, to challenge us for trivia.
0: Uh, I could play myself.
1: You could. <laughs> we can save it till next week.
2: No, let's do that.
1: Yeah, because we're running long anyway. Okay, so the Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill trivia, sponsored by the Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill, will be, will be next week oh so um next show probably looking at uh, maybe Wednesday the 13th if that works for everybody we'll see uh cuz they blues play on Tuesday and Thursday next week is it an away game do we have away games can we do like a post game show maybe uh possibly let's see next week is uh no home games next week
0: oh that's right yeah they home that home stand Yep, they got a oh yeah, well they got a four game homestand. Um, don't forget though, so we mentioned the Dallas game on the 7th. Uh, the 9th they have an afternoon game against the Red Wings uh in Detroit. In Detroit. Which will be fun. But uh yeah, all of next week. They got Buffalo on Sunday at 6, Tampa Bay uh, at uh, on the 12th on Tuesday, Anaheim the 14th and then Winnipeg at 6
1: on tell you what. Saturday. Tell you what? The the game against Tampa Bay on Tuesday. And the game against uh, Winnipeg on Saturday. Whew. Some good games. Yeah, I mean the 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 best in the East versus the Blues, who up until a couple of games ago were the best in the West, and then uh, Winnipeg, who uh, are they still uh, one one in the West? Do they play tonight? They were leading the West, so it should be this there's, there's, there's some behemoth uh, games coming up.
0: Do you? So I made a bet, and this will close out the show. I guess we like you said we're running long. I made a bet with a friend. Uh, I bet him fifty dollars that the Winnipeg Jets would make the playoffs. He thought I was crazy.
1: Oh, I wouldn't. They're yeah. making the playoffs. Oh, I think so. I, I last year, last year I was saying uh, there were a, a lot of rumblings about Winnipeg being good this year, um, and that's come to fruition so so far. So I think they, I think they might, they will. I mean, they're playing really well right now. Why not?
0: In, in terms of standings, Nashville's number one in the Central, thirty nine points. Winnipeg and St. Louis are tied for second uh, yeah. with thirty eight points. And then you got Dallas, uh, five points back of the Blues and the Jets at uh, 33 points. So pretty big separation there. But um, I mean, that's that's neck and neck those top three. I mean, uh, that's there's going to be some good games there between the those three teams.
1: It'd be nice to push Dallas back to seven points back on Thursday. Yeah. That'd yeah. be. Nice.
0: And then a, San, a couple San Jose wins would uh, knock them down um, to the uh, uh, the eighth seed in the uh, West.
1: And you want to, you want to win in Detroit. You should win that game.
0: You should win Detroit and Anaheim. Yeah. And Buffalo. And Buffalo. You need to win all three of those
1: games. What you do is you, 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 you win at home against Dallas. It's a home game. I mean, honestly, we, we, I mean, Dallas is, you know, they're good. We should, we should hopefully beat them. Detroit should win. Buffalo should win. And then Tampa Bay. So really, if you can, if you can get past Dallas there t- should be two. You don't want to like get too cocky about winning games, especially on the road. You know Detroit. Right, but,
0: here's, here's what the Blues need to do: they need to win in Dallas, win in Detroit, win against Dallas, win against Detroit, win against Buffalo, win against Tampa, win against Anaheim, <laughs> and win against Winnipeg. How about that?
1: What I was saying is <laughs> that you it'd be nice to get past Dallas. Then you got two supposedly easy games. I know it's hard to say it's stupid to say this stuff, but there's, there's, yeah, there's no easy games. Two easy two games that should be wins. I'll say that should be wins based on how good the teams are and then so you got you you may have three wins in a row four with montreal uh against tampa bay so that you if you don't if you don't happen to win against tampa bay because they are you know fantastic um so you lose to them then you come back with win against anaheim and then you've won uh what five out of uh, five out of six so that's going against Winnipeg. so that's
0: I mean, so the way that i see it okay between those three teams detroit buffalo anaheim you need to get two wins out of those games uh, yeah, I'm fine with them. Take them taking one. Uh, but those are three game, honestly, three games. They should win. Right. But we all know, again, the, 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 the league. This is the best league in the world. Even the worst team can beat the best team at any given time. Uh, so I'm fine with them only winning two of those games. Uh, Tampa and Winnipeg, you got to at least win one of those. So that, that's the way I see it. I, I try to divide it up and say, Winnable games, the definite winnable games, oh, two out of three.
1: They've got they've got uh, home and a home against Winnipeg.
0: Yeah, they do. That's right. Ooh. They play again the next Sunday after that, 5 hey. p.m. Dang. That's, that's some good hockey. Holy cow.
1: Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get some sleep so I can
0: yeah, – do not, do not miss those games, the 16th oh. and the 17th. Uh, Winnipeg, uh, 6 o'clock Saturday in St. Louis, and then 5 o'clock – Sunday in Winnipeg. That's going to be some must must watch hockey.
1: You know, there are a lot of things that could happen in five games between now and then. But as of right now, those look to be like two fantastic games.
0: Well, either way, it's still going to be unless every good player gets injured on both teams. That's still going to be good hockey to watch.
1: Great. Yep, I agree. And the Blues have fared much better in uh, second games of back to back. They've won, God, something like eight in a row or something. Is it? Oh no, twelve in a row, something like that. Mm-hmm. Which is weird. That's a fluky kind of stat, I think.
0: So, yeah, looking at it, next show will probably be a week from tonight, Wednesday the 13th.
1: Probably. Uh, any tweets tweeting didn't during the show, I do think?
0: Uh, guy sent one uh, when we were talking about the uh, Joe Thornton hit. He says, I agree it was a good hit. Uh, with the hockey play, however, it's the person that makes everyone think it was dirty. If it was Tarasenko that did the same thing, no one would think the play was dirty. He's probably right. Yeah. And the fact that it's uh, for Blues fans that it's Thornton on Oshi, I'm sure that's why a lot of the Blues fans are up in arms about it right now.
1: Yeah. I. Yeah. Well, we we've went over it, and it, it. It's not a dirty hit. We have made that we've made the determination. It's not. So anybody else who says otherwise is wrong. Yep. <laughs> uh. So. Uh, thanks Guy for the contributions appreciate it, thanks for listening and everyone else who tuned in we uh, we see there was some, a handful of pe- folks so that's cool uh, that'll do it for this week's episode of Let's Go Blues Radio, don't forget to check out the Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill in Maryland Heights, Missouri uh, for uh, Jeff Ponder, I'm Kurt Price uh, also for Bill Day, uh, thank you for joining us from Montreal, Bill that will conclude this week's broadcast of Let's Go Blues Radio until next time everyone, let's go Blues. Let's go Blues.
2: Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Santa Sport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at I think that went
1: very well.
0: Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off hosers.
1: Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. <laughs>
2: St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one, now there's no more Blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again, they're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score They are quite a hockey team, my friends